Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 105th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these right here are the Chronicles of Sean Smith. It is I, the bearded Brummy Jamie, and joining me as always, as always, is this handsome fella right here. This is Cosman Tom, and welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast. Hit it! There. You're about to enjoy the Chronicles of Tom and Jamie. Hi everyone, I'm Kevin Mann. Hi guys, my name's Annabelle Knight. Hello, this is Becky Baldwin. Hello, I'm Chesney. Hey, what's up everyone? This is Brayden from Say We Can Fly. Hi, I'm Sean Smith from the Blackout Raiders and Sapling Podcast, and you're listening to the Chronicles of Podcast with Jamie and the Mighty Tom. Listen, we're still eating bread. It's, it's an 18th century piece. Where did you find it? The Brummy accent, rather, is sexy. You can't argue with a thousand Americans. Joining us this week is Sean Smith. Sean is the singer of the Raiders and the newly reformed The Blackout. The Blackout are one of those bands that came out in that boom of Welsh bands back in the early 2000s, along the lines of Lost Prophets, Funeral Friend, The Automatic, and so many more. I'm pretty certain all the bands back then came from Wales. Sean's also one half of the Sapling podcast alongside his co-host Morgan Richards, talking to artists all over the world, and the only podcast to complete the McFly Infinity Gauntlet. This podcast is absolutely amazing. I had so much fun doing this interview like sean is amazing you say mcfly infinity gauntlet the infinity gauntlet is five stones isn't it it is that's what they called it on sapping podcast or morgan was like we've finished the mcfly infinity gauntlet and i was like i really like that that's a cool way of wording it <laughs> sorry morgan i apologize i just i know there's only four members but there's five stones so unless one's been on twice i don't know get the manager on. i don't know the girl um, with five colors in her hair could be the fifth one but then I don't know if I've had her on the show. Maybe not. I'll take that back. I don't know. I wonder where she is now. I wonder who that girl was. Anyway, never mind. Um, yeah, this interview is amazing. It's all sorts of mental, which I love. Uh, it's just all sorts of crazy. We just chat a lot of shit. Um, there's some conspiracy theories in there for you. Uh, there's some <laughs> there's some comedy bits in there. And what I love more than anything was Sean was like, it's this video. And we like, yeah, it goes, good to know, because the last time I started picking my nose. And what did he do? <laughs> Yeah, so it was great. Uh, Sean, you are a legend, and it meant the world that you came on our show. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your insanely busy schedule uh, to come and chat to us. And I know you had an interview straight after hours uh, for your own show. So, yeah, it was graciously appreciated. Um, but let me just check that. Uh, Jimmy! Yes, sir. Do you, my friend, you happen to have any final words at all? Just a massive thank you to Sean. Massively appreciate you taking the time to sit and chat with us. This was so much fun. Everyone, go check out Sapping, go check out Raiders, go check out the Blackout, go check out everything this man is involved in because it's all wonderful. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, it's Sean Smith. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, this week I'm going to be a very happy giddy child because I get to hear a Welsh accent. Yes! 
cast your minds back to July this year at 2000 Trees, where we interrupted a man eating a very suspicious looking goat curry and asked him to have a chat with us, which he very kindly did. And well, he's back. Joining us today is one of the singers of the recently reformed Blackout and the Raiders. He's also one of the hosts of the world famous Satin podcast, the man who came third in sexiest male category in the 2008 Readers Poll for Kerrang! magazine. Boys and girls, yeah. put your hands together as we welcome you to the Chronicles of Sean Smith. Yes, I clap myself. I'm clapping you can, myself. You can myself, of course. Also, um, also came uh, fifth sexiest female in Kerrang! one year as well. So <laughs> what? Yeah, Just Google it. It's it's a thing. Um, I yeah. So like, imagine right if you are not so say you, I can't remember exactly who it was, but say it's Haley Williams, Amy Lee, uh, Gwen Stefani, and. Uh, who was back in rock? Oh, that was that. Uh, uh, the girl from um, Lacuna Coil, Cassidy Pope. Let's say it's that, right? <laughs> right, Why not? and then you see number five, Sean Smith, the blackout. Imagine being any of any girl in rock who wasn't four places above me, you'd be <laughs> fucking furious. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this ugly, long headed Welsh fella has placed higher above me. Oh, I'd, I'd be, I'd be blood red mad. Yeah. So if I was that girl from Lacuna Coil, oof, I'd have, I'd have kicked right <laughs> off with Karang. It's not even happen. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Looking back on it now, right? I, I was having a think about this the other day. Looking back on our relationship with Karang back in those days, I don't think anyone at Karang liked the blackout, but we were doing so well that they couldn't ignore us. So, <laughs> for, for example, right, I've got, um, I, I got a cover, crank cover up on the wall by you. It says, The Blackout, the best live band in Britain. How the hell did that happen? Like, it... you, didn't need to put, you didn't need to put that bit on the end, did you? They actually <laughs> put that on the cover. How did that happen? Yeah, yeah how did that happen? And the, the funny thing is with that episode is if you open it up, it's got like a section for like top, the world's top 10 live bands, right? Hmm. So we we are Britain's best live band, according to the cover, right? But then when you open up best world live bands, number one is Enter Shikari. Last time I checked, also British. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're the best live band in Britain at the time, weren't they? You fucking idiots. But anyway, let's move on. That editor of Kerrang! is no more, so that's good. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I know we started off a bit uh, on a downer, and I'm gonna I'm gonna nudge that a little bit, then we'll get the fuck out. Yeah, of it. I, here we go. No, it's only I'm only intrigued because I just want to know how your pandemic season was, how things were for you during the lockdown and whatnot. Um, hectic at first, and then um, worked out extremely well, absolutely extremely well, especially for my podcast. Um, we mm. ended up um doing them over Zoom for the first time during the pandemic. Our first one was uh, Robert McCracken of The Used, and he was in Australia at the time. So, um, yeah, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I think there's loads of guests that we had who we wouldn't have had in real life. So, like, um, we had Steve Vai, the guitar guru. We had a guitar guru. It sounds like a job. Um, (laughs) We had Dave Lombardo from Slayer, um, who's also in that um, new band with... um, Simon from Biffy Tyro. Um, 
yeah, we had a bunch of people that I never thought we'd probably ever speak to in the flesh. So it worked out quite well. Um, but I did get COVID. Uh, I've had it twice now. And I had it two weeks ago, actually, and it was fucking dreadful. Um, but yeah, I, I caught it. And yeah, it was okay for me business-wise. I guess personally, not so great because... I uh, previously in the end of 2019, me and my girlfriend at the time had split up. So um I had to move back home for uh for that period, which wasn't fun. But then also during that period, my father um who got diagnosed with dementia, uh that sent him somehow insanely downhill. And um yeah, so he ended up going to hospital, and we didn't see him for six months during that because of the uh, lockdown oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, by the time we saw him, um, he's pretty much gone. But, yeah, so... Um, yeah, nice one, Tom. You literally Start. have taken it as down as it can go. Anyway, also around that time, I had a friend kill... No, no, carry on, carry on. I won't go into that. I won't go into that, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sean, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's I'm I'm all good with it. Um, yeah, it's just it's what happened, isn't it? I'm only we don't talk about what happened. It's not like, uh, yeah, it it's done. It's done. So yeah, hopefully we don't have another one of them. But at the same time, you know, if we need another lockdown, I don't see why we don't do it. But also, there's we now know there's so many people who are against them that. It's almost going to be pointless. That's the worry now is when something more deadly comes along and people are like, no, man, um, I, I got no GCSEs or any fucking skills whatsoever, but I read on Facebook that um, uh, Tony Blair is making a virus out of gravel and um, he's trying to put it into everybody's eyes. So they can make the 6G, which they're working on at the moment. Ah, oh, shut up. Just shut up, innit? One of my friend's dads, right, who's a mad... Well, he's not a conspiracy theorist. He just thinks he's delivering the news to the world, right? So he's not He's, ah. not, he's not like... Yeah. He posted a video the other day, right? Um, You know the Maui wildfires? Yes. Right? Yes. So in, in Hawaii, in Maui at the moment, um, they had wildfires that fucking decimated loads and loads of homes. Um. And then not the billionaires' homes. Um, and people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It must be the billionaires fucking setting fire to the other people's homes to, so they can have the land. And it's like, oh, maybe the billionaires' houses are situated slightly away from the fire and are not as flammable. But anyway, my my friend's father posted a video saying that the Maui wildfires were started by Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> you, wait. Oh, whoa, 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 Tom. It gets more ridiculous. Okay. How did she start these fires, you you are uh, probably thinking? Well, the answer is a giant space laser. Right? So Oprah Winfrey, that's right, billionaire TV host Oprah Winfrey has used the American government's secret space laser that none of us are supposed to know about. Instead of using it on fucking Russia and ending the war in Ukraine, they've lent it to Oprah Winfrey, who has set fire to Maui using the set... Uh, secret space laser, but you know what's giving it away? Oh, you'll never guess what, guys. So the pop, the pop brand Mountain Dew. I, I'm guessing you've heard of it, right? Mountain yeah. Dew, right? 
they have a um, a flavour which they've had for a couple of months, if not years now, called Maui Blast, right? Yes. Well, that that was a wink to what was going to come. So, <laughs> Oprah must have taken out advertising with Mountain Dew at this point. Anyway, right? <laughs> and do you know why it all makes sense? Because Dew in Mountain Dew stands for Direct Energy Weapon. For oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> That's my friend's grown-up father who posts about how much he hates immigrants all the time um, because they're scroungers while um, he's been on disability for 20 years. So. <laughs> yeah, that's, um... and also, there's nothing wrong with always always the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post-homophobic shit. Got a wife who definitely looks like a man. It's mental, like, it's mental. It's all, I don't know what it's that. It's all, all my forms, right? The girlfriends always look like fellas. It's mad, like. Oh, I hate keys. fucking on. <laughs> Holy shit. Have Sorry, I just boy. opened up something? No, you're all right, Sean. I feel like I've opened something up inside of you. It's been sat there for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, well, yeah, I woke up depressed and I saw um, you know, my father's friend posting more bollocks. And I was like, oh, I can't be having this forever. Like, I've got to release it. So, yeah, I'm doing it. Like, I posted about that Mountain Dew thing earlier um, because literally fullfact.org had to verify that Mountain Dew had nothing to do with the Maui wildfires and a giant laser from space. You don't get a space laser. You don't get a space laser. <laughs> it's not happened, is it? I just want to know what Oprah's got against Hawaii. Like, but no, she's done it, see, because she's already got a mansion there, eh? right? But she needs more land, and apparently she tried to buy some land off someone a while ago, and they might have said no. So what she's done is she's killed uh, thousands of people using um, a mysterious laser nobody knew about. But the problem is, we all know about it now, don't we? So you can't go sneakily using it, America. Well, life lesson, never say no to Oprah Winfrey. Well, fuck that. No, no chance. We Absolutely. all know now. How's that sound? She's got a rock in. Because her and the rock have been doing like a, please try and give money to Maui. And as much as I, I see the hypocrisy and the fact that she's a billionaire and she's given like a million or whatever it is, which is like 0.1% of what she's worth or whatever. But... I kind of see that, but the rest of it, where they've just gone, Mountain Dew, Maui Black, like, how do you put those things together? Like, that's the most stoned joke of an idea. That's something you get stoned with the boys and go, oh, fine. I reckon Dew stands for direct energy web. Maui Blast, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> if somebody made a genuine TikTok that's, that's been seen by millions of people with that bollock, and people are going, yeah, man, I'm dead right. And it's like, we're dead. We're all dead wrong. We're fucking doomed, like. Yeah. So, so this conversation we had before we went on about bringing kids up in this world, I yeah. agree. I'm going to send them back. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. 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 I hope you've kept the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> there must be around somewhere. Yeah, go back to the missus with the receipt and go, um, I'd like to bring these back, please. Can you um, put them back? To, can you send them back to the factory? And she's like, no chance. Not a... God, no. Right, Sean, take us back to the days of young Master Smith. What did you want to be when you were growing up? Has it always been the world of music for you, or is it train driver or whatever young Welsh boys want to be? Um, train driver? Well, <laughs> no, coal miners, isn't it? It's coal miners. I'll be coal miners, yeah. Or, um, yeah. 
on competition sheep riders. Um, when I was younger, I wanted to be a footballer for a bit. And then I had an ingrowing toenail one year. So it's relatively good in goals, right? As a goalkeeper as well, obviously, because it's running about and lots of attention in it. So, um, uh, so yeah, I was quite good at that. Um, played for like the school area and South Wales um, for uh, college and stuff. And then, yeah, I didn't go in toenail. Went to Reading the same year that I had my toenail removed. Um, and I saw Lost Profits play the Carlin stage it was back then. And I went, oh, go on and I'll give that a go. Um, and then I wanted to be a front man for a while. But I think genuinely, I genuinely, genuinely think in my heart, I've always wanted to be a comedian. Um, so I I believe I'm a comedian trapped inside a front man's body. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm a tra- <laughs> technically a trans comedian um, <laughs> in a way, if that's the thing. Also, no offense to any trans people. I didn't mean that as a thing. I was just saying I'm. there's a comedian inside me. Uh, trapped that I can't get out because I'm too and so ADHD riddled as you, again everybody can tell from these conversations um, <laughs> that I can't write anything down so if I think of a joke so like all our Mountain Dew stuff right as much as it's true I've also you know I thought about saying that out loud mm. you know because I know what the funny bits are but if I've got to write anything down no way Literally turns into work the moment. Like if I got a pen now and write then write some funny jokes about fucking Mountain Dew, like my brain will go, oh, this, "You're making it into a job. This isn't fun." Whereas off the cuff, either off the cuff or I've got something that I know is funny in this topic, and I'm fine. It's like I was. I went out with my friend. Um, he's a comedian. His name's Tom Deacon. He was in Cardiff um, a couple of weeks ago, and I just said to him, I was like. Is it frowned upon to just go up there and do crowd work? And he was like, "Yeah, pretty much. Yes, yeah, it's, it's what all the uh, like newcomers do." And I was like, "Yeah, but I would be very good at like there's no like I'd be next level at it." Um, but yeah, so it's it's slowly happening. I've got a friend called Vix as well, Vix Layton. She's a a comedian from Cardiff, and she's put me on a couple of comedy things so far. It's all like panel based, hmm. um, and I'm doing one in November in London as well now. So. Um, I'm slowly getting it. I'm slowly getting it, but it's the old fear of writing it down. And I don't know what that is, apart from maybe my ADHD. What about voice now in it? I don't... I don't... There's something that seems to be... With, with notes in general, because I have written stuff down, but it just... When I go to read it back, it's so shit. Or doesn't... Isn't what I'd obviously written down, which was funny enough for me to actually take the fucking time to write it down. And I look back and I'm like, oh, I listen back and I'm like, ah, it's not that funny now. But in the moment, it was fucking brilliant. It's like a, I'm a brilliant comedian in the moment. If, <laughs> if I've got to work anything out, we're in trouble. Like, we're in trouble. Um, but yeah, so yeah, comedian, I think, because I just remember seeing comedy when I was younger and seeing people like, um, Jasper Carrot, Birmingham's finest. Um, the um, yeah, Jasper Carrot. I liked. I liked Dave Allen. He's an Irish comedian. Um, I like. Yeah, just just. Oh, I think it's because they made my parents laugh, and mm. then I was like, oh, I want to be able to do it. And then, yeah, just 
yeah, probably the greatest sound in the world is my mother laughing. So, um, yeah, that's what that's what I've always wanted to do. So I guess I'm, I in in a way fifty percent I'm kind of doing it because of there's moments in between songs with both realism, the blackout, and doing a podcast where I get to be the comedian I've always wanted to be. I guess so. Yeah, I'm kind of half living my dream, but also it's a fucking fantastic dream to have been in the, you know, to have the other side of it, the front man side of it, I guess, because, you know, who would have thought? I literally saw a school teacher the other day and she was like, oh, you you did well for yourself. And I was like, yes, mad in it with my ADHD. And me and her started talking about, uh, like, mental health stuff. And she was like, oh, yeah, we didn't... Um, she was like, oh, yeah, we didn't really have any mental health things back in those days. And she was like, the only person we knew who had any sort of, like, mental health or mental disability. And she named this one boy. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, we all knew that because, you know, it's, it's it's obvious. And then so I said to her, I was like, guess what he's doing now? And she was like, what? And I was like, a tattooist. And she was like, oh, my God, you've got to check the spelling, surely. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just mad, like, I'd always like she she knew like she knew that I was I was gonna ask well it, I'd probably be dead or I would have had to have gone on to be a front man or a comedian or somebody that had attention to him that was saying funny stuff in front of people because that's all I did through school as well. Mm. There was a because there was a there, I listened to your Clash at the Castle pod earlier because um, we are also massive wrestling fans as well nice. and there's one thing you said to Bianca Belair that I actually spat my tea out everywhere, which is when you, she said that she loved the Welsh accent. It went, well, it sounds like we're talking through soup. And it absolutely <laughs> it destroyed me. Nice, <laughs> yeah. That's Welsh, isn't it? It's second, yeah. It's either talking through soup or being second to a bucket. <laughs> what? Did you just say a name at the end? Yeah, that's all it is, nice. <laughs> There you go. There's the longest town name in Wales in the style of somebody being sick into a bucket. So, yeah. Improv as well. Improv as well, boys. You were saying Uh, there, like, you saw Lost Profits and you're like, that I want to do that. I want to. Was it always frontman and singer for you? Was there ever, like, I want to play guitar, bass, drums? Yeah, no, I've got no musical talent whatsoever. Like, like if you've ever seen a bag or whatever, you'll know that. But, um, yeah, I, I can piece together a melody. I can write hell of a chorus. Like, a lot of a lot of the Blackout stuff is just genuinely me and Gavin working together on the choruses and, and stuff like that. And then our verse parts are normally our own verse parts or whatever. Um, but, yeah, no, I can't. It's, again, ADHD. I can't sit down with anything. I can't sit down with a guitar and look at it. I've written guitar parts for the Blackout, but they're literally ones where they were playing the song and I just grabbed them and I just went, Oh, that sounded all right. And then played the boys. And like, oh, that does sound quite nice. But yeah, I can't learn in stuff like I just can't, I can't sit down and be like, right, then how do I play guitar or drums? Is fucking insane. Anyone who plays drums, right, as the as a mad brain, because how the fuck you get all of your limbs doing separate shit, right? While counting in your head, I can't even count in my head. Let alone do the other stuff. I get the phone and lost. So if you're in one of them fucking maths bands or fucking tool or fucking prog bands or any of that shit, your drummer's a fucking maths genius. Like they need to fucking quit and get into accounting or whatever. Because 
Drums ain't going to pay the bills, boys. But Matt's will. So, yeah, I just can't. I can't. Originally, so in the band, I was originally like screamer slash DJ because I had decks at the time. I had um, amazing. Yeah, because I was I, um, I was into like hard house before I was into uh, rock, and then so yeah, I was scratch DJ for a while because I saw Lost Profits and Limp Bizkit as scratch DJ, but I was fucking awful. But then luckily during one rehearsal, I tried to do my usual scream and uh, an actual scream came out and everybody stopped and just looked at me and I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm finally above the law. Here we go. <laughs> um, and then, yes, yeah, so I learned to scream and then, um, yeah, I think after a while it became obvious that I wanted to be the a one of the two front men. So, yeah, yeah. So here we are today. I take it Gav did a lot of the writing down, though. If it, yeah, if you... obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. But spelling the words disastrously wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Wolfs. No. Um, yeah, he did a lot of the. He did a lot of the writing, and like writing down anyway. But yeah. Uh, so was the Blackout your first band that you done, or was there other bands before then? So the Blackout prior to that was called Ten Minute Preview. And it had five of us in, so it had everybody Bob, Bob, who's guitarist now in the Blackout and Raiders. Um, and yeah, we were called 10 Minute Preview, and that was the first ever band I was in. But it wasn't, yeah, so first band me and Gavin have both been in, whereas everybody else was already in another band at the time. Um, and then we added Bob about two years after starting 10 Minute Preview. We named ourselves after the um, porn section. Um, they used to get at 12 o'clock on the old Sky channels. Yeah, 10 minute preview because you're like, oh, that's funny. Boobs. Ah, we're funny. So, yeah, turns out I wasn't always a good comedian. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so in the end, we ended up. I just, the thing is, I've always been in a band with shit band names. Like, it's, I cannot, again, it's probably ADHD just going like, out, whatever, I don't care. I don't care what it's called. Let's just fucking play songs. Um, so the black, it's a, it's a bad name, isn't it? Um, we once had um, 200 skinheads turn up to see us play in Switzerland or Poland or something like that, and I think they thought the name meant something else. Um, oh. So that was awkward, and we played Warp Tour once, and it was a big shirtless guy standing in the middle of the pit, and as soon as we went on, he went, oh, and then turned around and walked away, and he had white pride tattooed across his shoulders. We were like, you got the name wrong, guys. Like, it's about um, power outage, not about um, <laughs> getting rid of a race, you mad fucks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, imagine being a racist skinhead, right? You're there with your racist skinhead mates, and we're like, yeah, look at your racist band, right? Class. And you turn up, and my floppy fucking fringe turns up. Campers L. Jesus Christ. You've got to be gutted. I can see why they were so angry now, to be honest. It does make sense. Um, yeah, it's like the time I almost almost got killed in Ireland um, because I didn't know that you don't call Derry, London Derry. You don't call Derry by the exact name it actually has on all of the signs entering the town because they don't like the word London. What? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, it's Ireland, isn't it? They ate you lot, didn't they? Because you lot fucking nearly starved them all to death, like bastards. 
Um, uh, so, yeah. Go on, Tom. I just want to say one thing, Sean. Sorry, I'm actually not English. I'm from Scotland, but I don't have a Scottish accent. So... You're all right. Um, um, You're all right, then. It's just Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just Jamie. It's, it's the Irish. I want them all dead. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, what I ended up doing is, um, one of our friends was on the tour. I had to come on stage and was like, oh, yeah. So, there's someone here from, like, the Northern Republican Army who said, if you mention London Dairy again, um, they're going to kill you. And I said something like, oh, I don't care about your stupid war over your daft religions. Because oh. I don't, but nothing happened to me. Nothing happened to me. But oh. we did get, um, we did end up going out to a van after it, and two massive meatheads got in the back of the van and sat down. And we were like, oh, please. And for some reason, for 10 seconds, I thought I was the hardest man in the world screaming at these boys. I think it's because I knew the end was coming. So I was like, I'm just going to go for it now. And then these two guys are going to fucking kill me. And that's, at least I tried, didn't I? Um, and I shouted these two guys out of our van, which was mad. I was like, fucking hell, I'm solid. Apparently, I'm fucking my scream portrays that of fucking Arnie and Predator. I don't care what's going on here. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Some Welshness coming out of you. Maybe it's just the fact yeah. they didn't raise you, actually weren't from England. They were like, oh. That's oh. true. Yeah, as soon as we pulled up, there was a sign that said, kill all Brits. And we were like, oh, leave us out of this, will you? I got fuck all to do with this, bro. I quite like you lot. Yeah. <laughs> you mad fuckers. Um, but yeah, so that's that's how the bomb started. <laughs> do you think the um sorry Jamie, go on. No, no. I was gonna say, like, those years, like when the blackout first started and stuff, was mind blowing for Welsh music. You know, like you you guys, kids in glass houses, lost profits, funeral for a friend, the automatic, probably tons more I've missed. What the yeah. fuck was in the drinking water in Wales back then? Like, it's nuts. Um, yeah, I th- I don't know. I think it was the inspiration of seeing other bands do well. So, for example, so like I was really into, like I said, I was into a hard house and stuff. And then I saw um, Stereophonics, was the first live gig I ever went to. Saw them in a stadium. Everybody in South Wales was wearing bootcut jeans and fucking into India at the time. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, fucking Olympus, uh, Lost Profits appeared. And people were like, what the fuck? We can do the music we genuinely like and be from a small Welsh town. This is fucking mad. So, like, yeah, seeing them for the first time. Like, when I said about that Reading thing, that Reading thing came after I saw him playing Bl- Blackwood Miners. was the second gig I ever went to was Lost Profits downstairs in Blackwood Miners. It was about 500 people absolutely sold out. And it was the first time I ever saw Circle Pit. Um, I saw Jamie, the DJ, running on people's heads. I'd never seen that before. I saw him spitting just basically into the crowd. And I was like, how did I not figure you were allowed to do that? That's mad. Um, And they literally made me go, oh, well, I didn't, like, we genuinely didn't think. We loved new metal and stuff like that. But then to be able to go and play those songs, we never thought it'd be anyone cool from South Wales to do it. So with Lost Profits coming along, they basically opened the floodgates for loads of bands to be like, oh, well, we can make like American-style rock, I guess. It doesn't have to be fucking singing in a local accent over indie music, um, which then went on to make Arctic Monkeys millions of pounds. So congratulations <laughs> to those lads. But um, yeah, it was just so... It was a 
breath of fresh air just having lost profits and then being 15 miles away from where I live like this. What? You can be in a cool band and live in a shit town in South Wales. Nice. <laughs> so that's what I think it, it just became a hunger that loads of bands were like, oh, well, let's fucking try. Let's at least try. And then Film for a Friend, like fucking, they popped up and they were amazing. Um, the Blackout did all right. Kids in Glass Houses were killing it. Uh, like you said, The Automatic. The band called Ronda McLean, who I loved, were fucking brilliant. Um, yeah, there's loads. Next Nine Years were a band who didn't do as well as they deserve to do. Some of them are in a band called On Guard now, who are great. People should check out. Um, there Bullet. was loads. Bullet. Yeah, but the thing is, with Bullet, I don't count Bullet as one of those Welsh theme bands because they never were friends with any of those bands. Okay. So what happened was, so before Bullet were Bullet for Valentine, they were called Jeff Kill John, right? And they were like a new metal band, and um, uh, Boyo, Matt Tuck would wear, uh, he'd have like spiky dreads, and he'd wear a visor, and a shirtless, uh, sleeveless cardigan. There's videos online. Have a look for Jeff Kill John. Um, but... When so when Bullet for Valentine first had their first like introducing thing in Kerrang, what Matt did was rather than talk about Bullet, he like spent half the thing slagging Watkins off, right? Which looking back on it is unbelievable insight, right? But at <laughs> the time, insane. at the time, it ruffled so many feathers within the scene to be because basically he said something like, "Why is Fern Cotton with him? Why have rump steak when you can have?" sirloin or filet mignon or whatever he fucking said he basically just rather than talk about how brilliant bullet were he talked shit on watkins and then because so many bands were friends with them you were kind of put in like mm. a side i guess so like yeah bullet just kind of came out of nowhere and didn't really hang about with funeral kids and glass houses lost of it said mike like any of us really um, until much, much later on, I guess. So, yeah, I weirdly, I don't really count. Well, they're the most successful one out of the bunch, really. But I don't really count them as part of our scene. It's strange because they were about all the time, but they were doing their own thing and in London, and um, they were called Opportunity in Chicago for five minutes as well. So that was that was another mad name they had. There we are. Did they randomly have an opportunity in Chicago, or was it just? I don't, I don't know. know. I have no idea. Should have, should have been called Opportunity in Bridgend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, got a, lot of love for the, yeah, got a lot of love for the Bullet Boys, though. Um, but yeah, for years he was just like, well, if you're friends with them, you can't be friends with them. And it was it was always a bit strange until one day we were on tour in Italy and we had a day off and Bullet were playing somewhere and we got invited along. And then we took out guitar tech Jamie with us. And Jamie is now the bassist in Bullet and Valdai. So, um, small world. Small world. Crazy. Mm. So you, you guys found success pretty quickly, like touring all over the world after the first album was released, sending out London Astoria, fastest selling album in your labels, history, etc. At what point did you guys realize you had something there, though? You're like, no, we've, we've, this has gone beyond just us messing around now. This is something. Um, I think it was probably when we did our first like London 
headline to a show and it sold out and it was in King's College and we had touts outside and people selling fake t-shirts and we were like yes we're a oh, fucking proper band this is it's a burny t-shirt it's a burny t-shirt I love those yeah. guys um, <laughs> I, I texts any texts by yourself any texts <laughs> terrible Scouse accent but it, terrible accent um, so yeah I think that was that was kind of the first time um but yeah, I didn't, because like I never really believed we were any good. I just knew that we were entertaining. So um, I didn't even think it would ever like take off. It's like when Lost Profits started taking us on tours and stuff. I was like, are oh, we just doing this because we're friends and I'm funny? Like, and then it ended up people actually genuinely did enjoy the music, which was bizarre to me, but cool, I guess, because I got to live a dream. Like, so. Um, yeah, that was probably it. London, King's College, London. We spent all of our fee. This is a running theme in the blackout. We spent all of our fee from that show on um, uh, eighteen guitar. We had eighteen guitar cabs on stage. Right, it doesn't fit eighteen guitar cabs. By the way, we had eighteen guitar cabs on stage. Literally, had an inch either side of our cymbals um, between the guitar cabs and our drummer cymbal, and. Um, we had so many strobes, right, that at one point Bob closed his eyes and he couldn't tell if his eyes were open or closed and he didn't know where he was anymore. Jesus Christ. Um, but then you mentioned the Astoria. When we did the Astoria, we spent all our fee on ramps because it was such a big room. We were like, oh, I can ramps and stuff like that. And literally, I I ran up to see Snores once and I was like, I'm not, I won't see you for the rest of the gig. I'm not doing that again. Fuck that. Um, but yeah, running. We did Reading one year, and we spent all our fee having stormtroopers with us. Uh, oh. They followed us. They followed us around the festival. It actually got us a lot more press than we um, had booked. So, which was we. And that's not why we did it. We did it because we just wanted to have stormtroopers on stage and come on to the um, death march and have Bob dressed up as Darth Vader, as you do. Um, so, yeah, we. We are renowned for spending the majority of our money on production to make it a, a good night. But it clearly worked because I think yeah. I, I've lost count, Sean, the amount of times I've seen you guys live. I lo- I've actually lost count. I absolutely loved the Welsh scene back in the day. I would, oh, I, only, yeah. I, I grew up in Cheltenham. It's obviously just nice. over the bridge. I now live yeah. in your wonderful country. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I used to come over the border all the time to come and see you guys, come and see Profits there. Uh, Funeral for friends, like I just love that scene so much. Um, and I think I remember the stormtroopers, it was a festival, wasn't it? Yeah, Red Inn, yeah, it was a Red, Red Inn one year, yeah. I was there for that, like it just you had some absolute bangers, like and you know, and I don't mean to suck your dick, uh, but high tide, oh, it's high yeah. tide baby, absolutely, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. it's high tide baby, it's absolutely fucking phenomenal, children of the night, murder in their um, make believe ballroom, yeah, uh, save ourselves higher and higher. I absolutely loved, and even that. fucking music video with that truck and you were flying about like were you actually yes. was that actually good driving with you flying about the place or what no 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 no. that was completely static for the old time the old filming um, <laughs> there was a bit of shaking from the outside i think um yeah sorry to sorry to crush dreams um right. and also um yeah i'm gonna do it again now also um hyro isn't a 2d uh advertisement either he's actually a real person so he wasn't actually talking or rapping on the side of that <laughs> van oh yeah uh, <laughs> yeah um but the fellow doing the flips 
did all the flips like Damien Walters. Um, so basically that idea for that video came about because I found him on YouTube. I think it was he's he's got a show reel anyway. It might have been 2011, 2010 or something like that. And he um he just does mad, mad shit. It was like a mixture of parkour and um gymnastics. And we were like, we should definitely have him in a video. And that was it. Then we were like, right, we've got a base and a little video now around we've got this man. Can we now make make up a video um idea? So yeah, that's how that came about. And that was a good end. Um my, but my, yeah, thank love... you. I appreciate it. No, not at all. I love the idea of him running around and in the video just stopping again. Parkour and then carry on. <laughs> yeah. Well apparently they told us because we weren't there all day filming when they were doing his part. They were saying that he couldn't really keep still and like he'd be standing there and all of a sudden he'd just go and just do a backflip and just be still from feet to feet like yeah there you go imagine imagine being that fucking skilled that you're like oh I'm bored I'm just gonna do a backflip <laughs> I don't always be doing backflip I'd be in constant state of motion I think you did it now Sean, stop <laughs> it stop it you know you know all right give me two seconds and enjoy you know <laughs> see you go around when you're talking every, every time your face gets to the camera you'd say something else disappear come yeah. back again talk all right. yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite thing about that higher and higher video is i remember watching that on kerrang back in the day and right at the yeah. end of the video you walk out of the truck and just go fuck here now <laughs> and i'm like thanks for that tv <laughs> yeah well i did that because they weren't really um yeah, I don't know if you can hear it, but you can see that I yeah, say it. And it's I, so clear. I, I, pur- I purposely did that. Oh, fuck. It was, it was something like, thank, thank fuck, or for, or for fuck's sake, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I did it in because I knew, comedy-wise, that there was probably going to be sound over that, whatever. But if you just look at me, you're going to see me swearing live on TV. So the fact they made it in was fucking brilliant. Um, but yeah, we did another video... Um, called the, for a song called The Storm where um, I was underwater for it and I thought that the production team would have like divers and um, you know the, uh, stuff to make me have the ability to I don't know, maybe breathe underwater Might be nice oh, No nah, man, no nah, man I was just in a suit, in a baths in a swimming pool <laughs> genuinely drowning It was fucking Terrifying, but yeah. So yeah, what else have we done video wise? Never by your side. I was too, we were too close to fire for hours. That was fun. Um, what else? Have we... Yeah, we've done some mad stuff. I'm trying to. But we shouldn't have been. Yeah, start we shouldn't have been able to. Does it start the party? It's in oh, Ibiza or something yeah. like that. Yeah, start the party. You're running scared. We went to Ibiza with Matthew Pritchard, which I can tell you right now is an absolute fucking treat. Because wherever he goes, he drinks for free. And um, he's an absolute fucking maniac. And he literally started the party wherever we went. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was fucking wild. Like, at four o'clock, Bob had to walk off to have a tactical spoo so he could um, carry on. Because um, we, pa- we were in Pike's Hotel in Ibiza. And that's where Freddie Mercury used to stay which means Pritch loves it because Pritch loves all things Freddie Mercury. And I believe that night, 
Um, somebody broke Freddie Mercury's bed. Um, but yeah, I won't name him, but he's definitely Fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, that was a, that was a fucking brilliant one. Yeah, that was wild because we just got to fucking hang out in fucking Ibiza for two days. Oh, was it two days, three days maybe in shop? We shot two videos. Um, we once shot two videos as well, Save Ourselves and Children in the Night. We shot in LA in 20 hours. We did both videos for 20 hours in the same place. And it turned out that that room that we shot those two videos in, it was like a massive warehouse. Um, that was also the room that I know, I, um, that I realised that Take It Back Sunday recorded Make Damn Sure in. is a big, and they got a is video it? with like a, a big um, fan. Yeah, still big fan, and you know the bassist falls over and all that shit, and he's swinging a mic on his neck and all that. With that bit, that big fan was like behind the children of the night set. Um, that room with a big fan, yeah. So, yeah, mad, mad. How all these things kind of connect. Yeah, absolutely. Were you a fan of making videos, like, or did it just did you get like, fuck, I can't be dealing with this? Oh, yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It's. It's yeah, it's just it can be long and boring, I guess. But at the end, you can't complain. It's better than fucking doing a nine to five job. So shut the fuck up. Anybody who complains about doing music videos when other people have genuinely got fucking actual hard work jobs, like that point. You know, it's it's, it's it's sit. Don't get me wrong. It's sitting about a lot, but it's not like you can't check your phone or you can't have a laptop with you or you can't be watching something on the slide. Like so, yeah. It's just yeah. I don't mind the video. I just. If it's anything to do with the music and performing, I like it. So I'm all for them. Speaking of loving music and performing, I can I what I can imagine was a major career highlight for you, everything we know about you is 2010 you went on tour with Limp Biscuit. <laughs> can you remember getting that invite and she'd be like, holy fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I remember we were where were we? I want to say we were in Germany at the time at like a punk festival. Um, yeah, we did a punk festival that was in Germany. For some reason, they invited us on Thursday, right? So us, the Black on Thursday were both there going, why are we here? This is strange. <laughs> and everybody else, everybody else in shorts and got trumpets and that. And we're like, what the fuck's going on? We're all dressed in black, somber. Why the fuck are we at this punk festival? And then, yeah, we had a phone call. Um, it was a phone call or email off our booking agent at the time, Sean Goulden. And he said, um, good news for you. Um, you've been offered the Olympus Skid Tour in Europe. Um, bad news is you're going to be losing 18 grand. Wow. Um, basically, by the end of it, with costs of like running the bus and all that shit. Um, do you want to do it? So I replied instantly going, yes, of course, I fucking do want to do it. And yeah, that happened. And um, yeah, they invited us out on tour with them. At the time, my display picture was me with a big blonde um, helmet hair, but I had blood running down my face because I'd been smashing my head, smashing my head with my microphone. So I had blood down my face. And as we walked into the first aeroplane uh, hangar of the tour, because that's what it was, it was like a leisure centres and, and uh, aeroplane hangars with Limp Bizkit. Come on down. <laughs> And yeah, so we did up the first date, and Fred Durst was on stage, and he went, "Hey, Sean, I love your Twitter picture, man." And I was like, "Boys, he knows who I am. My life is complete." 
So yeah, that was fucking unbelievable. That tour was great. We um we didn't expect to even fucking talk to them or meet them, and they couldn't be nicer. At one point, um, I made a joke about telling John Otto to fuck off out of a dressing room because he was in it more than he was in his own. <laughs> um, but he, you know, he took us to the massive bridge with me over and over again, so he's allowed to do that. Um, and yeah, that tour was fucking absolutely magic. I remember Sam Rivers a couple of dates in was like, You guys are, are doing better than almost every other support band we've ever had because by now they're normally being booed or, um, yeah, just not having a good time. And he's like, It doesn't matter if they're hip hop, if they're new metal, if they're metal. He's like, Our fans don't don't tend to like they're here for Limbiscuit, and that is it, yeah. Um, but yeah, we ended up winning a lot of them over. We were playing a song called Spread Legs, Not Lies. Um, yeah. which um, I said to Sam Rivers, How come you guys don't play Pollution from the first album? And he said, Because you're already playing it, and that was um, basically a nod to the fact that Spread Legs, Not Lies is the exact same open riff as fucking Pollution. Um, it's not far off at all, but the fact that Sam Rivers went because you're already play, playing it, and we were like, Oh, you have watched us, fair enough, fair enough. We've been caught, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. Um, it was a fucking dream come true. And then I mentioned on every podcast I'm on, but yeah, if you YouTube Limp Biscuit and the Black, there's a video of me singing Counterfeit with um Limp Biscuit, and it was literally a dream come true. I don't know of another band that I could have performed with that I loved more than I loved Limp Bizkit. Like, I've I've sang with Lost Prophets. I've sang with Limp Bizkit. There's no other bands I love who I could face no more, but that wouldn't happen because I'm awful at, awful at singing any of those face no more songs. And so, yeah, it just wouldn't happen. So, there's not, yeah, I completed it. I completed singing guesting with my favourite band, like, that's amazing. Didn't that become? Didn't that Limp Biscuit come thing come along because you wrote Fred a letter or something? Yeah. So yeah, we we'd been on that tour for like twelve days, and I was being a bit cheeky, so I wrote a letter that said, and I remember it verbatim. Dear Limp Biscuit, the blackout year. You might remember us from the last twelve shows. Um, is there any chance of you playing the rock mosh anthem counterfeit as none of us have seen you guys play it live? No worries if not. Thank you very much. Love from the blackout. And I give it to Fred's bodyguard because Fred was downstairs already sound checking. So I give it to his bodyguard thinking his bodyguard will read this. Call me pathetic and then rip it up. And then we were in a dressing room. We had a knock on the door and it was Gabe who is Fred's personal assistant. And he knocked the door and said, oh, Limp Bizkit want to see you downstairs. And I was like, oh, boys, I think I've got us kicked off the tour. Because we were sick. We were fucking sick of people going, play your fucking, play stuff off your first EP. You know, the bits where the songs don't make sense and it's just they all just happen to be in the same key. Um, So I was expecting them to go, boys, we've got fucking chocolate starfish, man. Why, why do you need things off $3 bill? And we got there and Fred went... um. If we're going to do the song, you got to sing it, man. I was like, all right, yeah. So he handed me a wireless microphone and he said, "Um, the old man TV's in the middle. He had like an auto cue. So if you can see Limp Bizkit now, he's always got like three monitors in front of him. One by there, one by there, one by there. And the middle one is a auto cue, 
when he's got a guy on the side who's scrolling through the lyrics like that, which is my job. You think by now it's automation, like an AI should be able to do this stream, but no, probably not. <laughs> um, and so I did like the most virgin thing you could ever do, right? No offense to any virgin. Um, I stepped over the TV and I looked him in his face and I went, I was born to do this. <laughs> yes. Dead God, serious, like, like a virgin. Like. And then I proceeded to do uh, an impression of Fred Durst at Fred Durst for four minutes. So, um, yeah, it was good. It was real good. It's time of my life, really. And, yeah, two videos of us. We did it two nights. We did it that first night in Hamburg and then the second one was in Norway or Denmark, I think. Copenhagen, I think it was. Um, and then on the last day, we turned up and Limp Bizkit cancelled the gig and went home. So we didn't even get to say bye. It was the weirdest oh. ending to a tour we've ever had. Yeah, very sad. Um, but yeah. And I went to see him in Gunnersbury the other day. And I thought, uh, this is fucking classy in Limp Bizkit in 2023. Let's go buy a hoodie so I will always remember this. And then I got to the merch stand and Limp Bizkit was selling exactly zero merchandise items. They were playing a gig to 30,000 people and I hadn't thought of getting a single fucking t-shirt made. And that sent me blood red mad. I think it's because they did merch not long ago or or the last batch of merch they did. Some people complained it wasn't good quality. So Fred's Uh, decided not to make himself hundreds of thousands of pounds anymore. Doesn't make sense like you fucking maniac. This is a chocolate starfish, like. He could do what he wants. Yeah. I'll tell you what is absolutely unbelievable. 250 episodes of Sapnin Podcast. Unbelievable, yes. Sean. Yes, absolutely it is. Incredible. 250 weeks in a row. I really wish we hadn't decided to do it weekly. I really wish it was fucking twice a month. Or once a month, maybe. But... um yeah, so, uh, and also we've run out of our backlog now as well, because normally we keep a few in the bag, um, you know, to get them out if needs be. And, um, yeah, we are current, we've caught up. So after this now, as soon as we finish, I have to go and speak straight away to Cassidy Pope. Um, so she'll be this week's guest as well, I'd, I'd imagine, because we've got nobody else. So, but yeah, it's it's mad. I can't believe it. We've I started it um, because I tell this to every guest we have on in the beginning. I started it because I was a front man in a band that did surprisingly well for 10 years and then we got found out and then when the band quit um, I had to do um, a front man job because front men can only do certain jobs can they? They can either be a tattooist but I can't draw a barber, look at my cut choices, I shouldn't be allowed to make other people's cut choices, right? Or you start a podcast so I had to go for the last option didn't I? Um, so yeah, I I thought well I got some stories and quite funny. I got a daft accent. People like a regional accent. Um, I got a friend called Morgan who works in Radio Cardiff. He love all of the idea, all of the gear, and all of the idea how to start the podcast. And then uh, we got together, and he had neither of those things. So um, <laughs> it was very worrying in the beginning, but we managed it. We literally punk rocked it. Like we. Uh, we our first festival year, we went to Slamdown and we were taking an old laptop with us, right? A 12 
a 12 um uh, a 12 channel mixing desk right it's well that fucking big right loads of wires i would plonk it into the fucking thing loads of mics every time every time we recorded a podcast and finished it it the laptop was so shit it would take an hour to save anything no. we recorded. yeah <laughs> we were doing it so punk rock we were just doing it to see we were like oh it can't be that hard can it and um yeah we kept going until we had the idea of doing a Patreon and then luckily then the Patreon um ended up with you know people giving it p- making it a job, I guess. And then I ultimately bought some good gear to record um equipment, I mean, not um cocaine. <laughs> and um yeah, it's been doing it's been doing all right. It's been doing all right. And yeah, like I said, we've spoken to some people we never thought we'd get to speak to. Um we spoke to fucking people from all over the world. We spoke to fucking wrestlers, comedians, film stars, fucking drag race stars. We had fucking Trixie, Marte- uh, Trixie Mattel and Katia on, who I didn't realize how much of a big deal they were at the time. Um, but they're quite a big deal. They were fucking awesome. Um, yeah, it's been fucking mad. It's been a journey. Um, and yeah, the one I'm probably most proud of is episode 54 with Stuart Richardson of Lost Profits. I know I've mentioned Lost Profits a lot, um, but this is the thing. Nobody is anymore. And this is what I wanted to do with episode 54 of the podcast, was clean some shit off the rest of that name. Because it was one man's fucking absolutely disgusting abhorrent crimes that did that, and the other five had absolutely no idea. So the fact that Stu got to tell his side of the story, got to tell a story about it, well, the time he beat Watkins up for just missing a warp to a show. And that, that's going to make you think, well, if he's beating him up for missing a 30-minute show that doesn't matter in America, if he had any idea what this man was doing, they would have turned him into a pink mist. Like, they would have fucking shattered him. Like So, yeah, get him to put that episode out. And then the response to that episode with so many people, like, thinking the rest of the band knew what the fuck he was up to and then hearing they obviously didn't or whatever and you're in Stu's side of the story really, really helped some other people as well. And some people needed closure as well who were like going through therapy for for, for stuff for, uh, because of Lost Profits being their favourite band or whatever or because they knew them or any of the shit. So, yeah, um, that was probably my favourite episode just because we got to talk mm. and clean clean some shit because I wouldn't have anything that I've got if it wasn't for Lost Profits existing so we wouldn't be having this conversation now and I I don't know if you guys would like the things you like now if it wasn't for Lost Profits as well because the no, they, they they inspired so much mm-hmm. even if you don't like you, like say you were like just to bring us bring, bring me the rising fan in the world right and you ate Lost Profits right you wouldn't have bring me the rising without Lost Profits because Ollie loved Lost Profits at one point. So, yeah, it's just they need to be seen as the inspirational fucking unit that they were. Like I said earlier, if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't have known about any any of the people you know about in South Wales there, I think. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's my proudest episode, I think. What's your, what's your best episode you've done so far, boys? Mine is this, obviously. <laughs> 
Oh, I mean, go on, Jane. I mean, my, oh, it is hard. probably Rab himself from Jackass. I think that's one of our nice. Oh, that was nice. just we just. I think we laughed more than we spoke. I think that's because yeah. that was one of the highlights. Um, and another personal favorite is Noel McNeil, who's the director of Sesame Street and Bear in the Blue House. Um, what? That's yeah, class. Really good friends of the show. So yeah, that's my personal anyway. Nice. It's, it's so hard. Like I think. One of my favourites will all stand out will be Sylvia Lancaster, Sophie's mum, because we're so out of our comfort zone. Like, how do you talk to some... We talk to people about metal music and film and stuff like that. It's like, oh, let's talk about to a woman whose daughter was murdered. But it was such an inspirational conversation. And I was so worried I was going to put my foot straight in my mouth with any old comment, but it went so well. So that was always be a highlight to me. Yeah. There's, there's so damn many. There are so many. <laughs> like we've done over cool. 200 interviews now, and it's just nuts. oh nice. Congratulations, it's... then. Fucking hell. So only a yeah. couple more, you, you would have overtaken us. In fact, <laughs> stop this one right now. You're not putting this one out because you're not catching up with us. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this, is, this is the thing you see. Like I, I know a lot of well, I can't say a lot of people. I know people who are in podcasts, who are in podcasting world, who are podcasters who are so bitter about other podcasts, right? And other podcasts doing well, that I just don't get it. It's like there's room for everyone. There's literally yeah. room for everyone. Um, but yeah, people won't do other people's podcasts because they're rivals and shit like that. And that to me is mad. Like, surely let's all just fucking work together and cross our fucking fan bases and all just have a fucking laugh and a good time. Still that sounds kind of amazing. I've got the idea yeah. now. The uh, the Anchorman scene where the newest people come to fight <laughs> each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you got fucking yeah. I turn up with a fucking trident, and then fucking Craig Reynolds turns up, and from the downbeat, he's got fucking Slipknot <laughs> behind him, or fucking some some mad fellow who can count real quick to seven, or fucking whatever drum drum nonsense he's talking about that week and then um who else could we have matt stocks he's just brought some stocks just to put people in a whip them and, uh, mark would yeah oh mark would yeah mark and me on his own that would be yeah. <laughs> it's just me yeah he's two little dogs yeah oh i love his dogs i love his dog no i love him more than i love his dogs but i do love his dogs um no i like i like i got a lot of time for mark um well, and then on Wednesdays we will black turn up, beaten up to death with bras. <laughs> bras. Depends on, yeah. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't be a bad scrap, I reckon. I wonder who'd win. I think the money Mark. would probably Mark. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I, I think the money would probably on Craig, Craig Reynolds, because he's muscly and he. But how tall is he though? I don't think he's that tall as he. Um, and there's two. We got to think again. Mark is on his own. Right, Matt Stock's on his own. Craig Reynolds is on his own. On Wednesdays, we've played where Black come as a tag team. Sean and Morgan come as a tag team, and we've also watched more wrestling than the others. I'd like to think. So therefore, mm. we've got tag team moves that we could use as well. So the double clothesline, for example. Boy, boy, me. Oh, I was yeah. going to say. Speaking of wrestling, I just finished listening to the Ruby Soho episode. Oh, two nice. things from that. That yeah. move you came up with, the Ruby, Ruby, Ruby leg lock, what? is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed one. And also, are you over the fact that Doyle hates wrestling yet? Um, I just hate Doyle, I think. I just, you know, I never really like, you know the Misfits, right? Greatest logo of all time, right? 
Yeah, Barnaby, one of the worst bands. Fucking <laughs> awful, dreadful. Sounds like shit. Productions of and people are like, oh, it's punk rock. Or yeah, terrible sounding punk rock. It's awful. It sounds like it's recorded in a bag. It's crap. No, no. that's not cool, bro. You sing about your mum. Put a song out, mum. <laughs> like people be like, what the fuck's wrong with him? Like I'd be called a sissy if I did that. But for some reason, Tiny Glenn Danzig does it. He's some sort of fucking punk goth god forever. Like, looking like the fellow with no neck from that fucking 90 Day Fiancé, whatever it's called. The mad fucker. Um, yeah, I like that Ruby Soro one. She's one who didn't fucking share it, man. So, yeah, oh. I'll, call her, I'll call her out right here now so me and her go fight it all in next year. Right? <laughs> this bitch, right? <laughs> no, no. no, so basically, she had a good time on her podcast. I know she had a good time on her podcast, right? And she was talking about how she... How she feels like she doesn't really know about like the punk hierarchy and all this stuff, and she was worried about being bullied, uh, like by the punks. And I was like, "You're friends with fucking Ron Sidlove. You've <laughs> literally completed, you've completed punk rock. If you're friends with Ron Sid, and anybody you know likes punk says anything to you, you just go, "Yeah, but I know Ron Sid, and it's all fair. You win. Yeah. I told her this, and she was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Like, but so I've opened her eyes to her not being this little shy punk thing and she can she's got this thing where she's fucking oh yeah and friends with fucking rancid i thought oh that's left an impression now that she that come friday gonna press retweet and she wrong no fucking chance ruby 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 oh yeah <laughs> i came up yeah i had that idea for the move literally just before we went live with her i was like mog i got an idea for a move it's fucking it sounds awful, but if I can if I can somehow explain it to her in a good way, it might be all right actually. But um, she didn't use it anyway because she was she was in London for about four seconds according to the uh, all in footage I saw. So, um, but yeah, we got some wicked wrestlers. We've had some um, good people involved with all that. Um, Kip Sabian was a fucking dream just because we'd never met, we'd never spoken before. Um, we got about eighty percent into the podcast, and I said, "Are oh, you? Who are you listening to?" And he was like, "Um, oh, me and Andy, the butcher, have been talking about a band called The Blackout lately." And I was like, ha, ha, ha. "Do you know how I know you're lying?" And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "How I know you're lying about that? I see what you're trying to do, and I appreciate it, but if Andy from Every Time I Die listens to The Blackout." <laughs> He would fucking hate it. He wouldn't be talking about it to you. And he just started laughing. But yeah, I made a friendship with him. That was so cool that a week before All In, um, he messaged me saying, Sean, I've got one spare friends and family ticket left for All In. Would you like to come? And I replied, going, I can't um, I can't go without Morgan, really. He was like, you're a good friend. And I was Aww. like, uh, yeah. And then I had COVID anyway, so I couldn't have gone because um, I was nearly dead. Um, yeah, I nearly, yeah, I was nearly CM Punk's career. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> what a mad prick. Like. Didn't Morgan go? Yeah, Morgan fucking went. Yeah, Morgan yeah, went. I saw him. Yeah, <laughs> bastard. Yeah. I don't doubt he went on. I don't know this, right? But if I find out that he went and got tickets off the back of the podcast when I wasn't told that the podcast had any tickets, I'll fucking murder him. 
But um, yeah. So yeah, I was going to go, but then turned it down some um, because I didn't want to go without Morgan. Then Morgan went with his girlfriends. Yeah, that's cool. It was a good event, very good event as well. Um, it was I, I, I paid seventeen pound on YouTube to watch it, so that was fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great event, absolutely fucking fabulous. Um, yeah, glad to see my friend Grado even got involved. No, oh, love a bit of Grado. Yeah, big but, fan of Grado. But just taking it back to the music, oh, 2019, you formed Raiders with James. Yeah. What What made you want to get back into the world of music after the taking a break? Um, I never wanted to stop, basically. Um, so I didn't. I was the only one in the blackout when everybody else had left. Um, what I should have done is got five other other people who wanted to be in the blackout and just carried on with Sean Smith and the blackouts. But um, yeah, it took some time off. Um, finished in 2015. Then I was lost. I was genuinely lost. I had not because all of a sudden I was. Sean Smith used to be in the blackout. And it's like, well, all right, what's my transferable skills? Oh, you can yell like fuck. <laughs> okay. Uh foreman on a building site, maybe? Um <laughs> what like what what's the fucking like yeah, oh you can stand in front of ninety thousand people and sing out of tune. Like it's not a skill, it's not a transferable skill. Can't become a plumber because I can command a fucking audience of Red Infestor. Like it doesn't so I was lost. So luckily for Matthew Pritchard existing. Matthew Pritchard um, gave me a job at his Sleep When You're Dead um, barbers in Cardiff as like um, the shop front of house or manager or whatever it is. Um, so I did that for a little bit. And then I just had the fucking... Oh, I went to see a band in Swansea and I won't name them um, because I'm friends with them and they used to be a very, very popular band and it's dwindled a bit, but... Um, me and my girlfriend went to see a band in Swansea that we both liked, and it turned up, and it was about forty-five people there watching them, and they played a song that I didn't know, but I thought to myself, I could go up there now and take that microphone and not know any of this song, and I can make this a better event. I can go and entertain these people better than these people are right now, and then I realized I was like. I need to fucking start a band. Like, I need to let out this fucking pent-up fucking aggression and shit I've got in me out. So, um, yeah, if you check out Raiders now, Raiders are a lot more miserable than the Blackout ever was. Um, and, yeah, tends to be a bit more... Less... With less pop song structure vibed. And it's more just about writing what's in the room and what we feel in the room. Or whatever. Um, so yeah, I got in touch with Bob James, and I said, um, "I know you've got riffs, so let's fucking get some out then." And then we we spent eighteen months searching for a fucking bassist. We had two people who literally spent, who said they joined two weeks later. They were going to come to the first practice after learning the songs, and they didn't show up on the day. Um, no. yeah. So we ended up asking our friend Ryan, or Sticks' friend Ryan, who's now our friend Ryan. I made that sound like I wasn't friends with him. Not friends <laughs> with my own basis. Like, yeah. <laughs> then Sticks asked some fucking loser who I haven't spoken to since he's joined the band to play bass. Uh, Ryan, or something like that, I think his name is. I don't know. He travels separately to me. Um, 
but yeah, so yeah, we just it, it's just been a bit of fun to be honest. Um, I remember Sticks early on, our drummer, saying he thought this was probably going to be his last chance to be in a touring band and to kind of live his dream. Um, and yeah, it's just we knew starting this band that it wasn't going to be like a full time thing like the Blackout ever was, but we thought we'd get to play some shows and do some cool stuff. And yeah, we've done a couple of bits of that so far. Um, I'm also in, involved in a music documentary around it as well, and how it's called The Price of Music so far. And it's about how music's not worth anything anymore. And you literally write songs and record songs now to tour, sell t shirts. You're basically a fashion brand um, who has music to help sell tickets to come to your fashion shows. Um, so yeah, uh, all that's going on, but yeah, we're not, you know, it's not our main thing. It's not the thing we're putting before family, friends, jobs and stuff like that. We're just doing it when we can. And yeah, just writing songs that mean stuff to us personally. And we're not making them broad. So they kind of fit for everyone, I guess, but I've enjoyed this so far. It's been lots of fun. We've got a video out for a song, Animal, which has been shadow banned by YouTube because I blow my brains out with a gun in there. Yeah. I can see why, I guess. But Great video. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I'm super glad we paid a lot of money for it not to be seen by many people. So, <laughs> yeah, it's going, it's going well. It's going well. But let, let's talk about, I've just noticed the time, so I know you, you do have awesome. other engagements. Before we get out of here, though, we do need to talk about the fact the blackout are back. Yes. And the announcement came out in June, but how long ago did this conversation start? How long has this been in the pipeline? Well, if you believe in God, right? Either you religious? No. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. I was going to question everything you... Anyway, um, <laughs> in November 2019, we started having a bit of a chat and we were like, oh, next year is the fifth anniversary since we split up. So should we do some shows at the end of March? Well, if you are religious, right, you two are not, obviously, but you might have some listeners who are and watchers who are religious. Um, what happened there was November 2019, I realized I might be happy again for the first time in nearly five years, right, come the March. What God did was God said, Sean's going to be happy again. Ah, okay. Well, here's a virus that means nobody can leave the house for at least two years. So, uh, yeah, absolutely crushed my happiness. Um, but then, so we left that and we're like, oh, well, fuck that, that's off then. And then, um, yeah, just kind of, we had a conversation back last year and we were like, look, none of us are getting any younger. Our crowd is um, not getting any younger and is probably dwindling as well. If we're going to do it, probably now's the time. Let's try and do a couple of shows, is it? So, yeah, we agreed to that. Um, we got in touch with festivals. Uh, Download came back with the best offer. And, yeah, we got to do Download, uh, which was amazing. And also we got to do the week of Download. We got to play our hometown. So we played our last show in Merthyr Tidville. Our last two shows are in Merthyr Tidville on a tour called This Is It, Is It. So it was like a piss take of the Michael Jackson thing. This is it. But we want to make it sound super Welsh. This is it. Is it? 
Why are you asking a question? This is it, is it? So, um, yeah, our tour coming back in February now is called Wasn't It, was it? <laughs> Which is super well. Um, but yeah, we're coming back and the fucking tickets are fucking flying out. Cardiff has sold out. Um, Manchester got upgraded to Academy One, which is way too fucking big. Uh, we were previously, so a week before we went live with the dates, we were offered for a Birmingham show for the Institute Two, which is like 600 capacity, mm. which I, I said no to because historically we do quite well in Birmingham. Like, I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but you know. If we could get a slightly bigger room than that, yeah. So the promoter come back the next week going, oh, yeah, who was all sorted? These are the shows you definitely play in. And I was like, you've gone from a 600 capacity room, and I know I said we do historically well, right? But you've moved us up to a 3,000 capacity room, and that's fucking huge. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So if, um, yeah, if you've got any friends in Birmingham, please, please tell them to pick up tickets for the blackout in the academy and to uh, put as much weight on as they can and stand as far away from each other as they can to fill up as much space as we can in the academy, please. <laughs> so I'm I'm so pissed off because the date of the blackout Birmingham show is my wife's birthday. I was like, oh, do you want to go see the blackout for your birthday? She's like, not really. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, what a, well, that's you. Well, you choking your own name. <laughs> You're technically a motherfucker, I guess. I mean, technically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're motherfuckers, yeah. Um, yeah, tell her um, tell her it's over. Just come along. Uh, sorted, <laughs> don't Yeah. I'll yeah. divorce her. Sorted. There you go. Yeah, well, there you go, isn't it? There you go. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, well, it's a shame, but yeah. Um, yeah, but the, all the shows are doing really well. We're working on support right now, but... Of course, in full blackout fashion. Um, now that we're doing these big shows, um, um, yeah, we can afford a good support. Uh, what's happened is all of the money for um, Americans has gone up. So, like, just over the last couple of weeks, flights have gone up like a thousand pound or whatever for bands. Um, so every American what? band coming up, every American band coming over wants loads and loads and loads of money. So. We were trying to work on like a nostalgic package. So like, you know, us and another band that was is doing quite well, but was doing quite well as well back when we were about. Mm. So yeah, we haven't denied about them for a while. And then they go back to us and said they wanted like fucking a lot of money per show. And yeah, we just couldn't really do it. So yeah, at the moment we're still looking about. We've still sending emails out to see what costs of people are. But, um, yeah, I did try Head Automatica. I did want Head Automatica to come out. Oh. Yeah, which would have no, been classic. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think the can. It's just sad. Um, but I should be having Dal Plumbo on my podcast very, very soon, and he's one of my heroes. Last show. That would be a band I need to sing with that I haven't sung with yet. There you there go. go. There you go. We're back oh, to the list. Yes. But yes. So yeah, go to blackoutband.com. Check out um the dates on there. Uh please, please buy a ticket. Um that's it, really, I guess. I'm going to the Cardiff sort of show sold out already. So I was like, I'm yeah. to go somewhere else. So yeah, yeah, I'll come to Birmingham. I'll uh I'll try and pick Thank out. you. Thank you. Yes, we'll stand as wide as you can. <laughs> I Start shall it. Start <laughs> and yeah, if you mosh in a circle, that should keep everyone. 
Um, so yeah, well, let me know if you want to come, and I'll yeah, I'll sort it out or whatever. Um, oh, you don't have to do that, but no, I'm definitely okay. gonna come. No, no, no. Yeah, cool, wicked. Yeah, I'll sort it out. Um, just no Jamie's Mrs. Like, there's no Mrs. Westwood. No. Uh, oh, Jim, any um, any relation to uh, Big Tim? No, but I did used to tell people who's my uncle when I was younger, just to get a You don't reaction. want to know anymore, though, do you? No, no, not <laughs> since not since those things came out. That that, that stopped very quickly. <laughs> yeah. I, I, used as well. I used to love him as well. Um, I froze once. I went to Radio 1 with the blackout because <laughs> we were doing um, like single promotion or whatever. And he was in a room and a man walked past me, came out of the room, walked past me. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Tim Westwood in there. And he was like, yeah, it is, man. I was like, oh, cool. And he walked past. And I was like, that was David Asloff. I just, I was more chuffed to see Tim Westwood than I was recognising David Asloff. Uh, which is, yeah, another wild one. But, um, yeah, he's back now, isn't he, Tim? I think. Yeah, he is. Good old Uncle Tim. He's a bit of a, a dick. Yeah. Well, I, was telling him, I was telling him what he's a dick before he came out. He was a dick. It's anyway, fine. Yeah. <laughs> My creepy Uncle Tim. Jamie must have known. See, Jamie must have known. Oh, I must have. I must have. Got the same surname as him. What? What? He's always trying to pimp yeah. my ride. Anyway. <laughs> before we let our wonderful guests go, do you have any more questions, Mr. Stevens? Um... I thought it was really fucking cool that you've had like Winston, yeah, Winston McCall from Partway Drive, had Dan Massar from Store of the Year, and Sully Erner from Godsmack. Which yeah, is that was a that was a mad one. Um, that just happened by coincidence because he was at Download and his press people come up to us. Oh, do you want to do Sully? And I was like, yeah. And then he walked over, and I was like, how far away is he? And it turns <laughs> out he was really close to me. He's just tiny. Like, no way. He's like five five foot two. Yeah. We took a photo. I was basically doing the splits in it so I could get in there with him. Um, don't tell him it's so because you'll fucking jump up and punch me in the knee. Um, but yeah, I liked him. He was cool. Um, who else did you mention there? Dan um, Masala. Yeah, da- yeah. Dan with a curry surname. He was cool. Um, and what was it with the first one? Winston. Oh, Winston. One of my favourites. I love Winston. We'd never met prior to doing the podcast with him. And the first one was so, so fucking fun um, that, yeah, he invited us back again and we had a great laugh again. And I think I give him the term flazers, which he uses now, which is flame lasers, because Parkway Drive used so many um, uh, pyrotechnics. pyrotechnics. Pretty, he mentioned that in the in the documentary they did, I think. Did, what, the lasers? flazers thing. I'm pretty sure he does, yeah. I swear yeah, he does. I haven't that. seen it. Oh, yeah, I've got it's some a... vague recollection. Bro, if he have, I am fucking sending him an invoice for the use of the word. That's <laughs> like flamely. I come up with that. I was like, bro, have you got them fucking flazers? He's like, what do you mean? I was like, the flame lasers, they'll just shoot out. And he was like, oh, that's amazing. I was like, it's just putting two words together. It's not, it's not even difficult. But lovely, brilliant chap, unbelievable band, but don't yeah. wear flip flops on stage, innit? <laughs> why yeah, why they, would you do that? Yeah, they did. They did that for years. Like they were mad about flip flops on stage. Thongs they call them, or don't they? Which is worse, really. Don't call them that. Yes. Don't, yeah, don't call them that, and don't wear them. So <laughs> two things, like yeah. Oh. Um, did you ever get your Steve Vai honey? Oh fuck oh, no! Shit, yeah. Yeah. So um, no, we haven't yet. Um, we do get an update. Um, I do do an update now and again. I will ask Morgan live. 
if we've got any um, Steve Vai honey, but no, we haven't had it yet, um, which is a shame because just want to see it and then try and have a good guitar and see if that's the secret ingredient, like is. Or perhaps if I smear it on my fingers. <laughs> Imagine if you found out Tim Henson from Polyphia, his fingers are made of Steve Vai's honey. It would make sense, <laughs> wouldn't it? Like we'd be like, oh yeah, that does. I suppose. Yeah, it's probably right. But I'll see you on cool. the yeah, Sorry. Steve Vai was awesome. We had him on the podcast, and we because I, I thought um, I know nothing about guitar at all. Morgan knows very little about guitar. This is going to be a fucking nightmare. Like, listen, we are, what what can we talk about? And he ended up at one point. He, so I said to him, "I was like, oh, you've got that fucking five-headed guitar, haven't you?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, the Hydra. Here it is. Aha! Just put it on." And he, he played for ten minutes for me and Morgan. And after we finished, I was like, "Mog." We had a free Steve Vai gig, right? That neither of us appreciated the way anybody who can play guitar would have appreciated that. <laughs> like, the fact that you played one chord and that sounded good, I was like, well, you've won. Yeah, you can play guitar. I get it. When he starts doing all this fucking shit, right? <laughs> like, all that stuff. I was like, bro, you won at a chord. It's like, skateboard, it's like skateboarders, right? I don't... I don't get skateboarding, right? Because standing up on it, is fucking solid, right? To me, Same. if you can do that, that's real hard. Do all the flips and like I can't even comprehend. That. Like I see him doing, it, I'm like, yeah, man, but you're standing on it. That's nuts. <laughs> so all this fucking guitar trickery and stuff, I just, I'm just like, I don't. That might be great, but well done. I think. I love the idea that if you smeared all the honey of yourself, and then all of a sudden in the new Blackout tour next year, you came up with a oh. circular guitar with necks all the way round. Oh, <laughs> nice! Just, just like spinning <laughs> it, like yeah, on a belt buckle, like the old, um, <laughs> like the old WWE spinner belt, or but on yeah. a belt buckle, but with different necks. So I'd have to stand dead straight at all times, otherwise it would chop my fucking face off. Like I don't feel worked on. <laughs> I just, you know, you become a magician. It'd be amazing if that was the case, though. What is, yeah, absolutely. What is next for you, Sean, other than the talk of in February? Is there anything that, you, you know, you could talk about that any anything in the works? Um, there's some Raiders gigs coming up. We're playing Misery Loves Company Festival in Bristol, uh, the 30th of September, I believe that is. Don't quote me on that. Check out at Raiders Band UK to find out the details for that. Also, we're playing Gloucester at the Cobblestones in Bridgewater. Love playing there for Halloween, which I believe is the 28th. Um, the gig's the 28th. I know the Halloween is the 31st. <laughs> um, which is, it's, it, they're going to have flame girls and boys. So that's mm. people with flames and me playing a gig at the same time. So I probably, if you, yeah, if you want to see entertainment slash a man on fire, <laughs> Come and have a look at that gig on the 28th of October. Um, what else is there? My birthday is December the third, the 29th. Why did I fucking say the wrong day? <laughs> no, I'm considering having it. I'm considering putting on a rock concert for my birthday, December 30th, because it's a big birthday for me. Um, so that might be something to look out for. Um, other than that, um, Follow the blackout on stuff. Follow Raiders on stuff, please, and check out Sappening Podcast, um, my podcast, um, which comes out every fucking Friday. Incredible, <laughs> yeah. um, Sean. Thank you so much, my friend. This has been absolutely amazing. No worries. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, 
like I said, at Trees. No, I really enjoyed it at Trees. So, yeah, I was really excited about doing this, and I'm glad we can make it happen. I'm sorry we had to do it a little bit earlier than um, sorted. Okay. But um, bloody Cassidy, these rock stars, this bloody Cassidy Pope, she couldn't do any other time. So um, <laughs> I'm going to go straight off this now and then finish talking about myself, being really hyped up, and then talk to a woman about herself. So let's see how that goes. Yeah, I've been made. Seriously, thank oh. you so much again. Oh, go on. Before we go, look, you can't see it, luckily, because um, I've got a blur background effect on. But this is what I make all my notes for the podcast for. And it look, literally looked... Oh, I'm almost glad you can't see it, to be honest. It is the scribblings of a maniac, right? Um, I've drawn... Oh, I'm glad you can't... John, I'm glad you can't see it. Closer? It is, Can you go, clo- go closer? Go closer. This is lit. Oh, no. Oh, 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 I like, I like. It's the scribblings of a fucking madman. It's in almost every episode. I've just written random things by people's names and stuff like Will Vallo, go. Right, nice. <laughs> I knew that prior to speaking to him. So why did I write that down during the conversation? Like, um, but yes. So yeah, but thank you for having me, boy. Sorry about that. I just saw yeah. it, so I had to show you ADHD live in the flesh. Oh, we love it. We love it. Incredible. It's great. Thank you so much, Sean. Oh, tell you what annoys me. Um, tell us one to your fucking viewers, right? This is rock and metal, right? That's I love you in international sign language. Yes, it is. Stop getting them wrong. Stop. <laughs> metal. I, I see an old man in a metal band doing this, right? It drives me nuts, right? <laughs> you're literally Peter. You're doing a Peter Parker impression. You're not doing metal. I love metal. That's Spider-Man. So grow up. Sorry, that's my last thing I had to say. Sorry. <laughs> We love it. Oh. No, nothing to apologize, Sean. It's absolutely incredible. Thank you so much thank for your you. time. We absolutely no love talking to you. And thank you for thank coming you very on. Much. Cheers. No worries. Let's do oh. another one um, in the future somehow if there's anything else to talk about. That yes. sounds perfect. Sounds that sounds great. great. Okay. And uh, good, good luck with chatting to Cassidy. Hope all goes oh, well. Thank, thank you. Yeah. I hope it goes well too. I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> be fine. You'll be fine, Sean. Uh, yeah, we'll see now. Yeah, we'll see. 250 episodes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. I do this before everyone, though. I find that before the majority of podcasts, I'm like, I don't want to do this. And as soon as I finish it, I'm like, I'm so glad I did that. Which is basically like everything I do, I suppose. <laughs> oh, I don't, don't want to wake up again. Oh, I woke up again. That's ah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'll let you go. Right, cheers, boys. Thank you for yeah, having sure. me. Thank you so much, for Thank you, mate. Thank Take you. it easy. See you later. What a fantastic interview. This was so much damn fun. As I said at the start, everyone go check out. If you can, buy tickets to the Blackout Tour. Go check them out because it's going to be an absolutely amazing show. You can almost guarantee it. Absolutely. I mean, everybody will already listen to Saturday already anyway because it's fucking massive. Everyone loved the Blackout already anyway because they were fucking massive and now they're back to be fucking massive again. Go and check Raiders out though, because they just they I don't even need to like explain it to you. You just need to go watch Raiders and listen to them. Hands down. That's it. Full stop. But Sean, again, thank you so much for taking the time to come and chat with us. It was amazing to have you on. Uh, and hopefully we could do it all again in the future. And we really hope that you all enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. Oh, I love that this transitioning part when you go from the interview straight to the show because um, I had a thought on the plane on the way to Barcelona that you will absolutely go mental for because it's about poo. So, yes. you know, 
I just I I, I I take the piss and I have a go at you every week because you always bring poo jokes to the show and I'm like, as funny as it is, on a weekly basis, <laughs> not, not so much. Yeah. So okay. All right. Sorry. On the daily, it's not. Um, so, but I love the idea. So you know how obviously, and I've and I have no opinion on this because I know fuck all about it. Everyone's at war at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone seems to hate everybody and everyone's fighting. So. I love the idea. I know this is not the case, but it'd be great if it was. When you use plain toilets, mm. if you push that flush button, that it literally fires that shit out would be fucking amazing. Yeah. Could you imagine? And obviously it would solidify on the way down and it would probably kill some fuckers. Do you know what I mean? Probably would, to be fair. That is some very fast moving shit. I, ha- I love the <laughs> idea of being like, are we over water? <laughs> Are we? Uh, we better be over. We better. I better wait till we're over France, and then we're gonna fucking have some shit. Have some of that, you bastards. Um, do I mean? I like. I like the piss could be like acid rain or something. I don't know. But that was just my thought. I was like, there's obviously some sort of tank or something aboard this this vessel that's obviously contains the shit and piss into. The, I wonder who has to clear that out. Oh. Um, Probably not anyway. a very fun job. <laughs> no. Get the massive fucking oh, there you go, twist it, like, and then just fucking runs off and pushes the button on the way past. Um, like, Jesus Christ, Michael, is that you? Um, but I love that, I just love the thought of being, I'm like firing pellets. Do you know what I mean? Flush, 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 flush. Like, because the way it's how fast it sucks it, yeah, it like, and then just flies out, it like, bombs away. <laughs> oh, some Frenchman, are we mean? No, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'd love if it's landed and he had a he had a baguette and it just lands his plate and he's, he's still chatting away. Like, oh yes, mademoiselle, mademoiselle, oh, sacré bleu. And just picks up to eat it. <laughs> oh no, I've eaten some shit. I don't know. Um, anyway, that was that was the Jamie joke side of things I wanted to bring to the table. That I just thought, you know, something for you. Anyway, I'm very proud. I'm very proud. There was a great moment. I will get into the cruxy, cruxy part of Barcelona a bit later on. But there was an amazing bit where Keris was sat, we were chatting, um, and she was like, oh, my God, do you reckon you want to see any salsa or flamingo dancers? I went, sorry. She went, you know, salsa or flamingo dancers? I was like, flamingo dancers? And first of all, did you mean flamenco? And second of all, I love the idea of a flamingo on one leg being like, bada 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 Hey, Klinger! Hey, como estas? Si! <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, just oh. on one leg being like, ah, flamingo dancers, yes! <laughs> I'll be honest, I never knew I needed to see something so much in my life until this very moment. I fucking love flamingos, so the idea of a flamingo dancing like that what? I know. I was like, I'm pretty sure you mean flamenco, right? <laughs> that poor girl. I can only imagine how quickly you fucking jumped on that as well. I literally, oh, like you wouldn't fucking, <laughs> and the phone came straight out and went, that's going in the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> right in front of her face. There you go. Thank you so much for this. Save. I'm talking about you this week. I will uh... be mocking you worldwide. Thank you very much. <laughs> But the other thing that really, like, this is not Barcelona related. I've got loads on here, but I'm going to save it. There's a thought I had. So I was reading a news story today. Um, sorry, so Wiki's tickling my nose. So apologies for anyone watching this. I keep like fiddling with my, with my you know, schnoz. Um, but people that go to car boot sales, so people that sell shit at car boots were like, 
Uh, I'll give you a five for it. Ah, oh, it's three quid. Ah, oh, it's a quid, right? Yes. Somebody bought something for a pound. I didn't read the full article because I don't know what's fake and what's real anymore. And it's always people in the comments like, it's this, don't bother reading, it's all garbage. So I read that. Could you imagine if someone sold something for like a pound or two quid at the Antiques Roadshow, at their car boot sale, and then went on the Antiques Roadshow with said item and found out it's worth like 500 grand? Because apparently this has happened. Yeah. Apparently it has happened. Could you imagine being that person being like, it, it's what? <laughs> you mean, anyone got her digits? Can anybody find out who this was? Motherfucker. <laughs> that was a family heirloom. Yeah, but you didn't need it anymore, Steve. I, 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 I actually told you not to put it in the, in the trunk, Mildred. I told you that we weren't selling that because it was a family heirloom. Fucking hell. <laughs> You'd be fucking livid, wouldn't you? Oh, oh I'm so you... angry. It's, a, it's, a, it's an 18th century piece. Where did you find it? Oh, well, some fucking daft twat sold it to me at a car boot sale in Exxon. <laughs> really? Oh, what a stupid twat. Basically, it's from the Roman era. <laughs> it's what men used to use to pleasure whoever they were with. <laughs> It can tickle the front. It can tickle the back. It could also tickle up. <laughs> it's the only one left. Sorry, I had to have a drink. I was like <laughs> drying this is stupid voice. <laughs> um, where am I? Oh yeah, uh, I've lost myself now completely. <laughs> what was I doing? I'm showing off some piece from the Roman times, but I said 18th century, so the joke ruined straight away. You're showing sure something that tickles up somewhere. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not factually correct. I love that's the only thing you picked up on out of that whole thing. <laughs> oh, it tickles you up, some, up, some. He said up. Have you heard? Sharon! <laughs> what a dafty. What a dafty. Listen to these two idiots talk. Oh, these are my favourite moments to just watch you just go and I just sit back and enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast with your host, Tom Stevens. And it's watching is <laughs> his co-host, Jamie Westwood. Oh, Jamie doesn't get involved. No, no. He sits and laughs. He's there to, to boost Tom's ego. That's what he's there for. Exactly. I'm the little chair. To leader. make his dick that little bit harder. Yes. <laughs> Somewhere between a semi and fully erect. Yes. I don't know what you'd call that. A thremi? I'm not entirely sure. Not quite there, but almost. <laughs> tell it, Pip. Show, show. <laughs> show, show. Oh, my God, it's late. You can tell it's late, can't you? Fucking hell. What is even real anymore, Jamie Wesson? How are you, anyway? I'm very good. Um, I've, I've got a couple of things to the table. The first one's short but sweet. I don't get political on this show, but just a quick message to our Prime Minister, you desperate, nasty, pathetic little twat. Go fuck yourself. Anyway, moving on. Um... Yeah, I saw, Mr. Stevens, a wonderful news article today. And I think it is the most factually correct thing I've ever read in my life. They have not done... Not shit, is it? No, it's not about shit. Even better. They did a re... They surveyed a thousand American people about different accents. They have decided that Birmingham is the eighth sexiest accent in the fucking world. Yeah. Eighth. Eighth. 
I'll take it. The fact we're in the top 10, I'm going to fucking take it. Number one, Australia, Scotland. Yeah, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not even numbering it. It, doesn't have, a, it doesn't have a number on this, unfortunately. It oh, just says okay. because we come under number eight on the list, was under, we came under Australia, Scotland, London, Ireland, France, Italy, and Wales. I but, love that we're above you. But that's a whole country. We're just one fucking city, and we got it. It's not like the Edinburgh accent or something. They just put all the Scottish together. We got it. So it's quite a lot of cities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got above. I don't care. We're on that list. Rummies are fucking sexy. That's all that matters. <sighs> can't deny it anymore. The brummy sexy. The brummy accent, rather, is sexy. You can't argue with a thousand Americans. They are the most logical people we know. How many Americans are there in the world? A lot, but they only have time to talk to a thousand of them. That's though they they make the most important one thousand. Okay, that's all you need to know. Yeah, you're very very poor city, aren't you? Yes, we're poor, but you know, long we have our accent, we're fine. That's all we need. Who finds that sexy? <laughs> no fucking clue. What <laughs> right, Bob? Oh my god, I'm soaking wet. <laughs> You're all right, Bob. I'd love to take you out and maybe take you down a back alley. Do I need to put a towel down? Should I put a towel down? Every time I speak, she fucking ejaculates everywhere. It's like pebble dash all over the wall. (laughs) I'd love that. Could you? That would be amazing if literally, if you dated or married someone that was American that loved your accent so much that could never physically fucking speak. Because she was just orgasming all the time. What's even more funny is that with how much she is orgasming, 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 that she gets so thin because she's worked out so much from laughing. Like, it should be like some sort of bionic, like, do you know what I mean? Just literally muscle. Every time I'm telling her to calm down, I'm getting angry with her. It's just getting worse. Zero percent body fat because <laughs> just literally, or he, or he for that matter. Or yeah, or he. Yeah, I'll please any of these dulcet tones. I'm, I don't mind. What a weird Spanish name that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah. Uh, but then again, it's even funnier if it was a guy that, you know, is like, oh, the Brumby accent's amazing. It's just they're like jacking all the time. Like, it, 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 whichever, it has to be ambidextrous. Otherwise, you just have the one really fucking huge arm, one really small one. <laughs> Keep talking! Ah! Calm down, bud. Ah! It'd be like uh, Randy Marsh in South Park. <laughs> Just gonna it say, it's a ectoplasm. Oh, so good. Oh, but anyway, how are you, my friend? How are you? I am fucking <sighs> knackered. Um, it's really weird because it's only an hour difference, but because of the hour difference, I'm getting up at like half six, seven in the morning. Oh, god, yeah, because normally it would have been eight. Like absolutely whatever, getting up for the day, but and I haven't transitioned back because Karis was so tired that she's been she's gonna kill me for saying this, but she's been snoring her fucking head off like a fucking train, keeping me awake all night. So I'm like, huh? <laughs> it's just brutal. 
It's just fucking brutal. But she's away for three days now, so I'm like, result. <laughs> I can actually get some sleep. In bed to myself, I'm actually going to sleep. And then I went, hmm, NFL's on tonight. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I'm all right, though. I'm all right. I'm just... I, I don't know. I, it's weird. I feel like I don't know what time it is, what day it is, where I am, who's alive, if this is Earth. Are you finding it harder to adjust from this one than you did when you went to New York? I don't know. I don't when, know. When did I, you come back? Fri- Friday. Friday. So it's been like three days. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. The problem with me is, is when I get used to... when I'm, It's like when I'm up, I'm up. I can't, I can't yeah. do the whole like... Oh, I'm fucking awake now. Like I see, I can't do it. Literally, if I've had a sleep, however long it's been, if you wake me up, I'm like, cool. Well, I'm awake now. And then in my head, I'm going, the wheels on the bus go round. That's all I'm doing. And it's fucking. It's always the most mundane, stupidest ass song. Nothing, nothing even decent. Do you know what I mean? Or I just go, na 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 na. Like just make a stupid noise. All right, I'll just sing a tune. And I'm like, why? Why? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm That's kind of kind of like that. It depends how tired I'm. Sometimes my alarm will go off. I'm like, no, nope, I'm going to sleep. And then other times I'm like, I'm awake. Let's go. Weird. Yeah, but you work like all the hours under the sun and all the days under the sun and all the well, suns yeah. under the sun, and you, you don't ever. You, you're like a shit vampire. Yeah. Yeah, that was that, that was a poor joke. That was a poor joke. That was awful. <laughs> Throw that one out. Throw that one out. That was awful. So sorry. I need some salt over my shoulder. Is it right, right or left? Which one is it? Right. I think it's right. Yeah. Oh fuck! I got that wrong as well. <laughs> when you don't believe in superstition, shite like that. I suppose this was the case, isn't it? There's a spirit there. Is there? Throw salt at it over your right shoulder, otherwise you'll be consumed. Why salt? <laughs> oh, yeah, because. Back. It, it's allergic to sodium. What's okay. allergic to sodium? <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, that was the joke it part. Just, I know, oh. it just makes no sense. I don't get superstitions. They make no fucking sense. It's not that Leo's joke about black cats. <laughs> I don't know, I should just say black cats, yeah. Never let a black cat cross your path. Fuck, here he comes, here he comes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> Yeah, or, or don't walk on three drains in a row. Yeah, I forgot about that one. And what is it? The, the, the lines in the in the pavement don't walk across that bit. Why? How are you supposed to get anywhere? There's lines everywhere. You, you don't step on the lines. You've got to step over the lines. No. The pavement slabs. No. No. No, no. no, no, no. Yeah. Get in the bin. I love, the, I love the idea. What If you walk over three drains, the drains just go, finally, I have you. <laughs> And like these claws come out, grab you, and take you, and you're like, "No, please, say to not today." Oh, why didn't you say so? I forgot you had work. Sorry, see you later. <laughs> didn't mean to be an inconvenience. Sorry. <laughs> I think there's something in the journal about that. <laughs> but still, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been all right. I've mostly been reannering, so you know, as I do. Um, but. I went to go see the kids today, which was nice. Just chilled out with them, made some plans for the future. Um, and the other day, I got to go to a wonderful gig. I was very happy about that. Massive thank you to our friend Jasmine from the Noise Cartel. I got to go see Scene Queen with uh, Delilah Bon and In Her Own Words. I mainly wanted to go for Delilah Bon. I think I said it on here before. I'm a massive fan of hers. But In Her Own Words were great as well. Like 
typical pop bunky band. They they're very different to the rest of the bands on the bill, but they were really good. And you know when I go to gigs and I have an infatuation with a member of the band because they just really capture my imagination. I had that again within her own words. Their guitar player is like the happiest looking guitar player I've ever seen in my life. I was just like, "You're awesome. I want you as a pet. You make me happy." So yeah, he was he was fun. He really made me chuckle. Um, <laughs> and Scene Queen was absolutely amazing as well. I'd only heard like one or two songs before, but she was absolutely amazing. The crowd were eaten out of her hands, and she was saying. She was headlining at the O2 Academy, the big room at the Academy in Birmingham. 18 months earlier, she was playing the basement of Scruffy's where we had our gig. What a phenomenal fucking growth in 18 months. That is absolutely amazing. Like, fair play to her. That is graft. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, fair play to you, girl. Fair play. Like, and such a fun, energetic show. I had an absolutely great time. Really good show. So massive, massive thank you to Jasmine for that. But yeah, that's about it, really. I ain't really done a lot this week. It's mostly been Rihanna. And... What about yourself, my friend? What have you been up to? <laughs> wow. I think the question is <laughs> what I haven't I been up to. I think more than anything else. Oh, yeah. uh, obviously, I went off to Barcelona for four days and it was Fuck it. From a personal standpoint, it was just what the doctor ordered. Uh, I went in because I had a problem with my foot, and he went, you need four days in Barcelona. I'll be able to scrap that for you right now. There you go. I was going to Lloyd's Pharmacy, and they gave me a ticket, and away I went. Um, I don't know why Britain people. Britain people? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know why British people, British people say British. that. Oh, it's just what the doctor ordered. Why did you go to the doctor for a holiday? Should you go to Tui or Thomas Cook? Well, Thomas Cook doesn't exist anymore, but, you know, Hayes. Some holiday place. Um, you go to the doctor. I, I, I went to I went to, I went to booking.com. So <laughs> you were in the wrong place, I think. Um, no, it was great. It was it was it was unbelievable. It was fucking hot, uh, but it was amazing. And um, Karis, bless her. Yo, Kiero. Habla <laughs> en español. <laughs> and I was like. That's the cutest thing because she was proper, like, because she's so loud anyway. She's just like, yo, aprendo. <laughs> it was very, very funny. I got to points where I was like, you're right, mate. Could I? Oh, bollocks. Um, uh, sorry. Um, agua, por favor, uh, uh, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I tried, but in my head, I was going, it's like you just forget everything you've learned. I was going to say, don't you do Spanish on Duolingo? I thought you'd be like a dab at yeah. this now. I did. I got bits. I got a fair bit. Um, but it was just bits. I was going, shit. Because um, I just forgot all of it. Because obviously, yeah, it was. It was, but it was great. So the first day uh, we went swimming. The pool was in the hotel on the roof, and it was just lush, and not a lot of people really went up there a few did but it, it felt like i had the pool to myself a lot of the time and it was wonderful it's fucking freezing but it was bloody amazing like i I got in good jesus but it was so hot i was like it's just really nice and really cold at the same time <laughs> it's so simple it's um, so cold your balls go i'm gonna go sit inside here for a bit literally i'm not your asshole um <laughs> And then we went to Las Ramblas, which I did. It's really funny because I forget that Spain is quite touristy. Yeah. And I kind of forgot that. So we're there and you hear, God damn, it's hot over here. You're like, 
there's Americans here. What the fuck? And there were so many British people. I was like, if this is going to a hotter country, but I'm still in Britain, it's weird. <laughs> anyway, um, so we went to last round, which was very touristy, and we were starving because we hadn't. We got to the, the airport at like eight because we mm. almost missed our flight because of a massive accident on the on the M49. Um, we got there, so we didn't eat any breakfast because we had to rush. We got to the hotel about, excuse me, about midday. Hmm. Went for a swim and then we we're like, right, we should probably go and eat something. Starving. So it's like, let's go and find our bearing. So it's a place called Las Ramblas, which is like the real touristy strip. Um, and foolishly, we just found uh, this like restaurant outside. I'm like, oh, this will be fine. So like, had that. I'm not joking, Jamie. The greatest pizza I've ever eaten in my life. Like it was so fresh and salty and it was just delicious. And I want to eat it all again. Um, and I said, oh, well, I'll have a, I'll have a large beer because they was advertising a beer, but there was no prices. Stupidly. Ah. <laughs> stupidly didn't ask, did we? So I had a pizza and one beer out of a stein, right? I and saw Keris, it. it was amazing. Yes. It was amazing. To be fair, it was actually delicious. And people were obsessed with a the theatre behind, which I found well weird. Anyway. Um, and then a new joke was, uh, I. Uh, it was a stretch, but I was proud of you. Um, you. Sorry, everyone's listening to this going, the fuck are they on about? Just WhatsApp messages. Uh, so <laughs> then Keris had a stein of sang- white of sangria, white wine mm. sangria, and she had garlic bread and patatas bravas, right? Okay. How much, Jamie, do you reckon the bill gets in? I'm, I'm going to exaggerate what I'd think it cost over here, as you sang that song, to say 50 euro. 60? Go a little bit higher. Go higher. 70? Go higher. Fuck it, 80? Go higher. What? 90? It cost us 85 euros. 85 euros for that. Jesus the, Christ. The, the drinks were yeah. 50 euros. Fucking hell. 20, 25 each. Yeah. I'm guessing we didn't like, go back there, no? Hell fucking no. <laughs> we, had, we had a budget of 100 euros a day. Thing. That didn't work out then, though. Well, it did afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> we were we sat next to an Irish, two Irish mates, and they were like, "You know, you can get a sandwich on the corner for like three euros." We were like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, we never went to our friend. We walked up it, but never went there again. Don't blame you, Jesus. Eighty-five euros. <laughs> yeah, disgusted. We learned our fucking lesson after that. I tell you. Um, Wednesday went to an amazing cafe called Morning Glory. Um, which had a book on how to grow your own drugs, um, which was well <laughs> fucking weird. Um, but dude, I had pancake fruit pancakes with blueberry like compote and yogurt throughout the middle with Greek yogurt on top and like strawberries and kiwi and plum. And it was, oh, I want to eat it all again. Um, but that's when I my Spanish was like, wow, bellissimo. That's Italian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> so where I was just like, Ah, si. Uh, Puedo tener la cuenta, por favor. She's like, ah, claro, claro. <laughs> like, it's, it was great. So, um, just stuff like that. It was awesome. And that was Blink Light 2 night. Hey. Now, I know they haven't played here yet, so I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, but my God, that was an experience. Let's put I, it that way. I can imagine. Yeah. It was, it, they, they were fucking excellent. And there was only one side I didn't know. But what I loved more than anything was the fact that they knew that obviously it's quite a Spanish crowd. So they mm. talked about masturbation a lot, knowing that nobody would get it. What was what was even great better was they just cheered it. They just kept cheering it and going nuts for it. 
<laughs> Tom was like, yeah, I like to beat my dad off every now and again. And then was like, yeah. <laughs> Mark was talking about their dads, all their dads touching him. Tom was about masturbation loads and they just cheered all of it. And it was just amazing. And it was, it was just great. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I sat, we were in seats because it's like an, a basketball stadium. And yeah. like they were, we were in seats and we did not sit down the entire time. Well, I know fine. I, Keris did towards the end because of her legs. I was just sitting there dancing the entire time. Um, it was fucking superb. Oops. It was so good. That was amazing. Who was the support band? The story so far. I know the name. I like Keep It Up, and then they opened with that song. Uh, but I think they were tired <laughs> because they didn't say one word of Spanish. They just sang songs, didn't really move, and just said thank you every time. That's that's literally it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they played No Cigar by Melancholin, 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 however you say that band's name, um, which is from Tony Hawk's 2, which I was like, oh, this is sick. So just blasted out a bit of No Cigar as well. That was cool. Um but I'll tell you more about... You're not seeing Blink, are you? Becky's trying to get tickets. She's on Twickets, like, trying to get some because she really wants to go, but I don't know if we're going to be able to. Okay, I'll talk to you after the show. Okay. Um, so I don't, if there are anyone that listens to this that still goes to go and see them, I don't want to spoil it. So, um, But they put a hell of a show on. I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, it was the fucking... I saw, it looked amazing. Well, I'm, I made. I know Keris took more photos than I did, but I I took like a couple, and I was like, right, I'm just enjoying the show. I don't want to be there, Glenn. Yeah, yeah, I want to be in the moment and just enjoy it. So, um, yeah, it was it was fucking. Mark got very upset towards the end. So, um, obviously with everything that went on a couple of years oh, right, ago and yeah. stuff like that, yeah, um, yeah, it was just it was just a very special moment that I'll never forget. Put it that way. Um, so yeah. Uh, Thursday. Oh no, we were on Wednesday as well. We walked 12, 13 miles. Yeah. We walked most of the city. <laughs> we walked all to this, this park guile, which was miles away. It's about two and a half, three hours walk. Uh, was doing loads of artsy shit. We seen loads of arty stuff. Like this guy had like built all these houses and stuff in the mountains and everything. And it was all like mental and crazy. And it was really nice. So Karis was desperate to go and see that. So we did that as well. Um, and just like drank Coke and coffee at ca- little cafes and stuff. And it was just really nice. Um, Thursday was beach day, but I'm not a big fan of beaches. Um, but I had, again, some of the greatest food I've ever eaten in my life. Um, and it was right next to a fucking KFC. Yeah, yeah. there's this little this little restaurant that did burgers and the burgers were like monstrous. And they were, it was just delicious. And their chips taste like McDonald's chips. So it was it was great. So that was just eating food on the beachfront in Barcelona was mental in itself. Um, and then we did a lot of swimming. And then we went to the pub to watch. Uh, I wanted to watch the football, but the rugby was on as well, the Rugby World Cup. And a fuckload of Kiwis came in and New Zealand were playing that night. It was New Zealand and Uruguay. So we ended up drinking beers, laughing and joking with these all these, these like fuckloads of Kiwis. New Zealanders Amazing. watching the rugby. It was fucking great. They kept that singing awesome. a Wales song. They kept singing a Wales song. Keris, that I've forgotten. Um, it's in, it's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't I, I can't get there. So, um, oh, it's uh, boom boom boom, and everybody say Wales Wales. That was what they kept doing to her. <laughs> that was brilliant. 
It was really funny because I said, oh, do you want to sit with us? Because we are there's two of us and we're on a table of eight. And they're like, mm. no, it's all right, mate. I don't want to interrupt your date. And I was like, oh, you're not interrupting anything. And he looked at me and went, but to be fair, when you get bored, come have a beer with us. <laughs> <laughs> it was excellent. Oh, yeah. It was, a, and then I've had Paul here all weekend for the rugby. Um, Scotland, unfortunately, crashed out. Uh, so it is what it is. Um, but yeah, we just sat, drank a lot of tea, watched a lot of sport, and it was great. And that's literally been it. And then back to work today, which I was like, mm. Yeah, the first day back is all shit. It's awful, man. It, but we were talking about like just how truly short life is. Like how true you look at all the conflict at the moment out in the world and everything, and you're like, and I'm just sat here, fucking emailing people for what? Yeah. Shit. So the moral of the story there, kids, live your fucking life. If you've been dying to do something for ages, do it. Just go and do it. Like, Absolutely. oh, but, oh, but this, oh, but that, oh, but nothing. Just fucking go and do it because that's the how I'm going to start living. And someone that wishes he'd done a lot more fucking stuff than when he was younger, fucking do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Time. Do it. Plenty of time, my friend. But um, we're definitely all caught up now. I definitely I think, think we, we should hear from, from Braden at Stay Cozy Clothing. I think we definitely should. All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Braden Berry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring... The Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, The Chronicles, at checkout. Oh, boy. Still a great advert. Always will be a great advert. That's all I've got to say about that. Uh, Jamie, it's time for your favorite segment. It is time for my favorite. It is time for my favorite segment. You've been drinking whatever I'm drinking. <laughs> um, should we bring him in? Oh, go on. Welcome him in. It's time for Callum's Futures. Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you. And Callum's Treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. Callum is back to treat the nation, the world, and the universe. Jamie, what is Callum's Treachings this week? English-speaking countries are probably the only countries that don't congratulate foreigners for learning their language. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is absolutely fucking right. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like... I think English people are very entitled people. Oh, yeah. The first thing that instance came to my mind then was, you're in my fucking country, you should learn my fucking language. Even though we came over to your country and took over and invaded, now you're part of the Commonwealth because we made you part of the Commonwealth, so you should be speaking how we speak, you prick. Yep. No. How about no? How about no? Um, I'm just a little bit... It's, I, I find that with, like, how I'm going to piss so people off. With English, just English fans of things, of sports and stuff, entitled fuckers just yeah, believe no, they yeah. should win everything all the time. And it's like, no. Oh, but all the Scots and the Welsh and Irish just want to lose all the time. It's like, yeah, because it's funny. Is that how just, sport just, works? Just to watch you react is one of the best things ever. <laughs> so, but, you know. It wasn't his fault, Dave. He tripped over a feather. It was the ref, I'm telling you. He was, he was a fucking, he, that ref. No, he's lost. 
Oh. It's like there's an NFL there's an NFL group on Facebook that I'm part of, and I'm really, really tempted to drop out of it because everyone just thinks they know everything about everything. It's like, dude, who cares? <laughs> like the Bill, the Buffalo Bills and the Jackson Jaguars played at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium yesterday, right? Mm. And the Bills are complaining that the ground was too hard to play on. Yet they play on <laughs> AstroTurf over in the States. And it's like, oh, it's causing all the injuries. But the Bills lost. The Bills are one of the best teams in the league. If the Bills hadn't have lost, this is what's up here. And, oh, the Bills had lost. No one would give a fuck. Yeah, but, and then people go, yeah, but actually, you've got to realise this. Yeah, but actually, like, dude, calm the fuck down. You know, there's a fight going on in Israel and Palestine right now. You should know that Azerbaijan and Armenia don't like each other either. And there's a war in Ukraine. Like, yeah. don't just calm down a bit. It's a, it's a game. I exactly. love sport. I, yeah. I fucking love sports. Like, I'm obsessed. But I won't go on social media and start bashing people for no reason because they said one thing I don't, I disagree with. Here's an idea. The better team won. That's how sports work, my friend. Fucking deal with it and move on. We should probably get past this before people be like, oh, these fucking pricks. I have no idea. What's... I'm going to write on their Facebook page. Have a go at them. <laughs> I'm angry enough with the government this week. Let's fucking move on. <laughs> Talk about the government, though. I really feel they put trashy, shitty TV on, like Big Brother being back, to distract you from all the crap that they're trying to put through. That's how I feel about that. Um, And if you want to pick on trans people, then you have to go through us first. And we will absolutely (laughs) destroy. We will absolutely destroy you. Um, Fucking piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Anyway. Jamie, what else is Callum preaching? Is that why are wet clothes darker, even though water has no colour? I mean, yes. Yes, Callum Creature. <laughs> yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Even white clothes. Yeah. Shit. But in a way, I'm kind of glad that's the case. Yeah, I'm Because sure. yeah. especially when you do a wash and you go, is it is it clean? Is it dry? <laughs> oh, no. I can still see, but it's fine. We'll leave it on there for a bit longer. <laughs> You're going to have to give me another couple of hours, Tom. I'm really sorry. This Unless bit over is lighter. It's fine. I'm almost there. Almost there. Unless your character just goes, just throw it all on the thing and hope for the best. No organisational skills. No, like, we'll put this bit here and this bit here because it'll dry faster. It's just get it on, get it on, get it on. And I've done it. <laughs> she doesn't ever watch the YouTube anyway. She's she, fine. She does it. She doesn't listen to the show anymore, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, but that's so true. But I don't know if that's just... How do you explain that? Really, no. I've kind of wondered that myself in the past. So I don't really know, because yeah, water has no colour. So why are the clothes darker when they're I love that you've thought about this previously. <laughs> I have, actually. Yeah. I wonder why that's got darker. That's really weird. That was red and now it's green. What the fuck's happened there? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong T-shirt, Jack. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at the fuck. I put it my glasses on. Fuck's sake! Look how green this is. I'm stupid, but I'm not that bad. Like, come on. Oh, dude, give me I was some just credit. joking. <laughs> Fucking hell! I give you absolutely no credit. Actually, if you want to just deal with that. Let's be honest. It is something I did. Uh, but I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know. It's I, just no. It's, it's just, it's just a great indicator. It's it's very helpful in the case, like we said earlier. Ah, that bit's the right colour now. That bit's dry. Helpful. But why are people why are people so fucking scared of rain? I've never got You that. know when it's absolutely hashing now, people go into the, into the shops like, oh my god, it, I'm gonna melt. I better yeah. stand here. 
And then I'm just like, la, la, la. And then again, why are you wearing shorts for? Like, because my legs will dry. So, my legs will dry faster than those clothes will dry. So actually. Plus, plus, with global warming, it's never winter anymore. So it's just fucking boiling all the time now. So I'll dry pretty fucking quick as well. Give it five minutes, love. It will change. It's fine. Yeah. It's December 15th. What's wrong with you? Yeah, but it's 20 fucking six. Like, I'm, I'm about to go on the beach, actually. Go on the fucking seaside. You come in. Seaside, go down to Barry, Barry Bados. <laughs> I can have a well of a time down there. Barry Bados. Talking of Barry Bados. Uh, um, what are they called? Stuart the steward on the way back from Barcelona was one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. He was Spanish. And he was like, but he he looked like um, Tommaso Ciampa. And <laughs> he had the deepest voice. He was like, hello. So people were like, were like fucking like, Jesus Christ, he's going to kill me. <laughs> he's like, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Ryanair flight. Uh, it's going to take about 10 hours because uh, we are heading to the Bahamas, known as Bristol. Uh, and he's like, we are serving. And then when it, we we're obviously up and about and stuff and everything else, he's like, the food's going to come out now, so you can either have freshly cooked lobster or a big leg of lamb. Only joking. And it's just like stuff like that. He was just fucking amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. you got to love people he who was have great. a bit of fun with their jobs. I love it. Yeah, he was great. And then when we landed, he was like, I'm sorry, didn't take the 10 hours as I promised. <laughs> <laughs> we actually didn't really like you very much. We want to get rid of you as fast as possible. <laughs> He was an absolute hero, absolute hero. Um, but I randomly talked about when you go to the toilet on trains. Do you, do you do this? Like, sorry, Callum, we'll get back to the truth in a minute. Where if you have like a coffee and stuff, but obviously if you're on public transport, there's no bins around you, and then you just go to the toilet. Do you take your rubbish with you all the time? Yeah, yeah, I find I do that as well. Just yeah, look, yeah. just walking around aimlessly with rubbish in my hands, and he's like, "So I was going to the toilet, and I had on my rubbish." And he's like, "What do you plan to do with that?" Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't even realize I picked it up. He was like, that's okay, just throw it. And then he goes, you'd be amazed at how many people love to carry their rubbish around. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know how we got there. Sorry, I'm normal, yeah. yeah, massively apologize. Um, but no, I think the wet clothes indicator is phenomenal because it, then you just know when shit's dry. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is mind-blowing when it's like, you know, your, your T-shirt's red and it's purple. You're like, what the fuck? Did somebody randomly change me really quickly when I wasn't paying attention? <laughs> anyway, I digress. We should move on. We should. It's the final segment. What else is Callum teaching us here? It's been 10,000 years and we're still eating bread. <laughs> bread goes with a lot of things, though. Yeah. What's wrong with bread, Callum? Was it, wasn't... Wasn't bread all they really had back then as well? I like how the, the, the Bible preaches, oh, they had loads of bread. And I'd be like, well, I'd be fucking starving. <laughs> I, uh, Did they I mean? at least have a toaster so we can mix this shit up a bit? <laughs> we don't know what the toaster is, my sire. <laughs> it's like an Aladdin when he breaks it and they like, go a bit. It's like, oh my God. Like, really? A little bit of Hovis and you're excited. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> That's why the best thing since sliced bread. Sliced bread was the best thing ever, apparently. Excuse me, <laughs> Stuart. Where's where's my sausages, beans, and eggs? Where's my full fry? Why have you only given me the toast part? 
Where's me not fuck black pudding? Where's me yeah. egg bacon sausages and beans? What what's going on here? What's this shit? I've even got I've got my mementos, but where's the rest <laughs> of it? <laughs> I think this is fucking terrible service. Actually, give me a fucking bread back, you prick. You're not going to eat for five days, sir. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's Warburton's or nothing. <laughs> I love the idea of like, uh, I made five loaves and two fish. And then Jesus is there going, and I had a full fucking roast. Fuck you all. <laughs> the perks of being the son of God. Oh, belly. You have bread. You water into wine. You have fish. And I'll give myself turkey and lamb and chicken and hot dogs and everything I could possibly fucking eat. Fuck you all, pricks. You enjoy your two little measly fish and your five loaves of bread. Fuck you. <laughs> Enjoying your fish? Prick. <laughs> oh, they missed that part off in the Bible. I know, right? People were saying, like, oh my God, he's so wonderful. He turned water into wine. Yeah, and what I did in here was I turned this lamb into lamb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love me some cutlets. Leg of lamb, mm, lovely. <laughs> I was that I was that one-inch trout. <laughs> Amongst 5,000 of you, however many it was. Yeah, fuck you. I am the son of God. I can do whatever <laughs> I like, apparently. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. Fuck it. I'll come back in a couple of days and knackered. <laughs> you enjoy chocolate egg in my name. For some reason, I'm in a cave. Move that boulder out of the way. Right, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, fucking stabbed me, prick. <laughs> anyway, Sorry. And that, Jordan, was the Easter story. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. And then bunnies have chocolate eggs out of nowhere. And <laughs> Hello, Mr. Jesus. Do you want me eggs now? Shall I? Shall I do eggs now? Boing, boing. <laughs> have you got a carrot for me, Mr. Jesus? Why are the eggs chocolate? I don't fucking know. I'd serve them anyway. Didn't chicken hatch them? No, because they're massive. Huh? The chickens actually split apart from how big they were. I think there's actually chicken poo. Are you sure you want to serve this? <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. Get out of my face, Brian. <laughs> Here's your fucking carrot. Fuck off. <laughs> Why is Brian the Easter Bunny really made me I don't know. I don't know. It's like, if I call you the fucking Easter Bunny, will you leave me alone? I'll give you I'll give you a holiday every year, all right? Everyone can have two weeks off school. <laughs> the kids will fucking love it. Chocolate yeah, and time like, school. Like doing doing their homework on the fucking chisel and stone. <laughs> that'll be a long that'll be a long lesson. Today, kids, we're going to learn Spanish, okay? So. Oh, A-S-H. Yeah. Oh. I, it takes like five hours, but hola. That's hello. Oh, class is done. <laughs> what did you learn in school today, kids? Uh not a lot. <laughs> It took teacher three hours just to lift the stone up onto the desk. <laughs> that was just the register. <laughs> Present. <laughs> anyway, anyway. That was another edition of Callum's Treachings right there, my love. So I hope you enjoyed that thoroughly. I now have to follow up. It's you time do. for Tom's Journal.
and welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Jamie, you ready for this? This is kind of like a bit of a thank you, Bray Wyatt, we love you, but also a comedy little okay. segment. Singing. He's got the whole world in his pants in assembly because you're a comedy fucking genius who couldn't be controlled. I got kicked out of assembly for doing that. I bet you fucking... I think you've told me that story. Yeah. The only way to sing that song. Well, it's not. Well. Because Hans is in there as well. <laughs> but... <laughs> I love that song. They're going, is it? Have I been getting it wrong this entire time? <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, right, Jeremy Carl's lie detector had nothing on the rubbers with yes or no on either side. Bad man. Oh, we used to buy some shit in the 90s, didn't we? Oh, didn't you just, just write it into the rubber yourself at school? Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes. I was thinking of someone else. Though. Yes, 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 yes. I remember now. Did, did I sleep with your mum last night? Yes. Ha, see? It doesn't lie. <laughs> Did you? I hope you paid her. Um, <laughs> is my dad bigger than yours? Yes, he told you. Oh, my dad's six foot three. Oh, mine's only six foot. So you're lying then, aren't you? Go away, oh, Kevin. The pencil eraser lied. Accidentally swallowing an apple pip and genuinely fearing for your life wearing an apple tree was going to grow inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> That, what was the other one? Oh, if you swallow chewing gum, all your bones will stick together. <laughs> I'd never heard that one. You've never heard that one? No. I think it's really bad for you, though, isn't that? Because you can't digest it. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't yeah. think it makes all your bones stick together, though. Well, no. Yeah. Well, no. I know what all my primary school ones are about. So sorry about this. <laughs> isn't it mad how we all had to grow crests at primary school? What the fuck was that all about? <laughs> and what's weirder? They still do it. Olivia did yeah, that why? last year. Fuck knows. <laughs> oh, oh, love her out of crest. I have an idea. I'll get the kids to fucking mix them. I can't be asked to go to Asda. <laughs> Who buys crest anyway? What Crest has no flavour. Why? Why? Egg and crest. Oh, one oh, of my favourite sandwiches, that is. It's a wig. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Autumn as a child. Conkers, Halloween, leaves turning magical colours, comfort dinners, bonfire night, autumn as an adult, fighting over the central heating, having conversations with people who can't believe how dark it's getting, <laughs> telling the Christmas Island supermarkets to fuck off. <laughs> oh, it's so painfully accurate. <laughs> yeah. Christmas, it's September. What's wrong with them? What's fucking wrong with the way in September? <laughs> oh, I do it, so, you know. No, I, yeah. As soon as I start oh. seeing Christmas things, I tell you to fuck up. They just all want the money. That's all they want to care about. It's greed. It's all greed. This is greed. You hear me? Greed. It's October. We've got a fucking spooky season first. <laughs> fucking don't you. I told you that I would leave this show if you ever said that. I literally did that just to get a reaction to it. <laughs> But I just heard my knee crack so loud, I expected it to glow in the dark. <laughs> oh, feel that one. <laughs> when, I was a, when I was growing up, when I walked, my ankles were like, 
Ooh. My mum took me to, to, to actually took me to the doctor. She's like, "That's concerning." <laughs> Apparently, it's normal for a really tall ginger. <laughs> just tall gingers, no other tall people. Yeah, just, just tall gingers, just gingers. <laughs> Soon as a woman lights that one candle after cleaning the whole house, don't you fucking touch anything. In fact, don't even breathe to actually just get out. I know you wouldn't know what that's like, but that's literally what happens. So, <laughs> My mom used to be like that, but with incense sticks, not candles, you'd know she'd been cleaning because the incense sticks would be burning. Like, house is clean. <laughs> I'll go to my room, mother. <laughs> I'll never return. <laughs> so that was that's that was you that what that post. <laughs> <laughs> Customer. Um, sorry, can you give me a quote? Mechanic mechanic. Okay. Don't judge a book by its cover. Customer. No, 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 no. I meant I meant for the car. Mechanic. Oh, sorry. Autobots, roll out. What quote is of a car's that did not disappoint? That was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy that. This was a really good point, and I thought because I was going away, this was accurate. Security at every single level of the airport is insane <laughs> until you get to baggage claim. It's like take whatever bag you want. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely, it's. You think the boy be like, oh, you got your name on your back? Can I see some ID, please? Yes, that's yours. No, they're just like, have it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> see ya. Good luck. It's like Russian roulette. <laughs> right, fuckers. <laughs> Who's getting that suitcase first? <laughs> so, you know how we did British ways for ha- saying how to leave someone's yes. house? Yes. We've now got ways of how to say, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, firstly, we have... I see. Secondly, we have, leave it with me. <laughs> Thirdly, we have, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did that last Fourthly, Fourthly, we have, okay, great. Fifth, we have, interesting. <laughs> Six, we have, right. I did that one too. <laughs> Seven, certainly. Eight, say that again. Nine, is that so? Ten, blimey. Eleven, oh, so funny. Twelve, absolutely. Yep, I did that one too. Yeah, thirteen, can you put it in email? <laughs> Fourteen, yeah? Fifteen, oh, it's definitely something to think about. Sixteen, oh, we'll see. And 17, I'll do, and then I'll explain for the listeners. <laughs> Just smile and nod. Just smile and nod. <laughs> oh. oh, the other one I add to that is also bloody hell. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, I was on the phone to my granddad the other day, and my kids were distracting me. I was just like, bloody hell, oh, really? Oh. <laughs> uh, it was my granddad's birthday on Friday, and my brother rang him. To be like happy birthday, I think it was like 78, 79. And the, the one thing he told my brother was he can't have sex anymore. 
and he can't eat chips anymore. <laughs> Which one's he more heartbroken over? Both. Because <laughs> he apparently he was cutting potatoes when he had a heart attack. Yeah. So he was like, but that's all he said. He didn't actually go into any explanation. He just went, oh, it's lovely to hear from you, Joe. Yeah, I can't have sex anymore. <laughs> and Joe's like, okay. <laughs> Fuck it, you can tell the Stevens, can't you? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, so I was at an interview. Oh, uh, sorry, Rob. Can you just explain this gap in your resume? Oh, yeah, sure. That's when I got trapped inside of a supernatural jungle-based board game. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> There's always one every week. Father, so what you're telling me is that my kindergartner is resourceful, thinks outside the box, and practices self-care. Teacher, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is he puts all his classmates' coats on the floor so he could take a nap. Father, so I feel like we're saying the same thing here then, no? <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Beth, like it. So, a couple more. Going off the back of what we talked about in Callum's Switchings last week with hot chocolate. Yes. Well, maybe hot chocolate just wants to be called beautiful chocolate sometimes. <laughs> I think you should get some sleep. <laughs> oh, there's always one stupid entrance every week. <laughs> and finally... <laughs> My Romanian neighbour asked me if it was okay if my son had some snacks. I asked which kind, and he said, oh, uh, the cat with measles. Cheesy cat measles? Cheetos, everyone. He was talking about Cheetos. <laughs> He's got a little spot for his whiskers on, him on the picture. Oh, good. Well, that's like a shit way to end now. You don't get it. <laughs> no, I get it. And... For fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cheesy cat measles. <laughs> and that was another edition of Tom's Journal. That was glorious. I enjoyed that one. <laughs> it's about getting into schools and talking to young people because, you know, I, I know that people can change. Uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever. And we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there. Absolutely. Hey there guys, we are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults, and those who wish to be as different as possible. So thank you very much. To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Mama, Mr. Stevens.
Jamie, 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 Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's Participation Challenge. This week, I said, eating, it's the greatest thing on the planet. Nothing beats food, but some of us even like to do that a little bit differently. This week, we ask, what are your weird eating habits? Whether it be weird things you eat, weird ways of eating things, whatever it may be. What say you, Mr. Stevens? You got anything a bit weird? I don't think it's weird. I like to eat from shit to best. Okay. So... As an example, sorry, I got some stuck in my throat for a second then. <laughs> so, for example, let's say you had burger, fries, and veg. Yeah. Yeah. So I go veg first, fries second, burger last. That makes sense. That's why I always do it. McDonald's. I always, eat, I always eat the burger last. I always leave it until last. Karen's like, you're nuts. It'll go cold. It's like, it doesn't go cold. And the best bit, you say the best are last, which is fine. The bit she finds weird, however, if I cook my own burgers, I like to seal it cooked so the rest so inside it's all pink and outside it's all cooked and eat it rare and it's fucking delish i don't think i've ever known anyone to eat rare burgers before oh dude missing out interesting i i i, I like my steak rare rare to medium rare so i like burgers that way i like anything just just seared closed and then i'm golden interesting i've never heard that one before i like it my only, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but my only real weird thing that I could think of is I have to eat Big Macs in layers. I make a chip sandwich out of every single layer. Can't help That's it. That's fair. I've tried eating it normal and it just doesn't feel natural to me. I, I have to just start taking it apart. I can't help it. Let's okay. get some audience answers. Jake Smith starts us off, says, I eat my bacon sandwiches with mayonnaise. No, 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 no. <laughs> Already massive no for me. It's brown sauce or nothing. No. How could? How? Why? That's like an egg. I mean, it's egg. So in a way, it, 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 I guess it kind of works. Sort of making egg. Yeah, but oh, fair. As long as you enjoy it, that's fair. It, it's weird because this question was inspired by a post about mayonnaise. Because Soraya from AEW put a video up saying how all of her friends think she's weird because she dips pizza into mayonnaise. I was like, I do that. <laughs> Someone I work with dips Watsits into ketchup. Watsits? And he went, don't knock it. He went, don't knock it till you tried it. I was like, I'm I'm going to knock it because I'm definitely not trying that. I mean, it's cheese and tomato. I, I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> anyway, Ruby Rowley. When I was younger, if I had cereals like cornflakes or Cocoa Pops, I would have to have the milk separately in a cup. I'd have a spoonful of cereal and then take a drink of milk and then chew. I didn't like the texture of cereal when it went soggy, so I did that for years. I've only started eating it normally in the last couple of years. I mean, I hate soggy. I like, because carrots will smash it all in. I'm like, whoa, it's got the crunchiness first, then the soggy after. I, like, I do that. I have to mix it up a little bit. No, weird. Carry on. 
Owen Edmonds, I think this is a problem that we all suffer. He says, my weird thing is if I start a pizza, I finish the pizza, regardless of the size. Too how do you do that? I don't say that. If they're massive, I don't know how he does it. That's nuts. I can't. I, I get about four in. I'm like, this is tough. Yeah, fair play. Fair play. He goes for it. I like it. Shannon Graham. I eat the top half of a Big Mac first and then the second one because I can't eat it all in one go. Fair. That's yeah. just that's just clever. Yeah. That, is, that can be a bit tall. Fair play. <laughs> Ollie Nightingale. It's simple. But at the moment, I'm eating everything with reggae, reggae sauce on it. I've never tried that. Normally. I don't think I ever have either. Mind you, jerk's not really a thing. Like, not really my thing. No. I'm more peri-peri. Yeah. No, I don't think I've tried it. Lloyd James. He says, when I used to go out drinking back in the old days, I used to get home and eat about four sausage rolls, dipping them in mayonnaise as I ate them. I've never done it sober, but at the time, it was the best thing ever. A fair play. I don't think I could eat four sausage rolls in one sitting myself, but there we are. Mm, not, yeah, even people like oh, Greg Sussurro was like, no Yeah, but not four of them <laughs> Not one of them <laughs> Alex Graham I press down on a sandwich first To flatten it as much as possible And I have to cut it into small triangles Okay Yeah, I, I can go with that one Shelly Ann This one is a little bit weird The first half isn't, the second one is says, Well, my boyfriend thinks I'm weird Because I eat raw mushrooms Nothing wrong with raw mushrooms. I quite like raw mushrooms. But in the morning, if I'm later, I will get a piece of bread on the way to work. I'll peel a banana and then roll the piece of bread around the banana and eat that. Huh? Wow. <laughs> there is part of me that wants to go, oh, I'll give that a try. Why not? I mean, it is just a banana sandwich, but on the go, really, I guess. It can work. Chrissy Sweeney Fitzgerald says, I can't touch crisps. There are some exceptions, but generally I eat them with chopsticks, a glove, or a clean off the packet bit to pick them up. Yeah. It's just like, I don't like how they feel in my hands. I've always done it, and I never really thought it was weird. Okay. I thought it was an allergy to begin with, so I was waiting for you to finish before I said yeah. anything. No, no, she just doesn't like yeah. the feel of crisps in her hand. And she says, I also put ketchup on most things, not even to always eat it, but because of the colour. As a plate, won't look or sound right without something red on it. Apparently, it's a type of synthesis. Syn- syn- oh, fuck. Here we go. Trying to spell, pronounce words. Synthesisia? Okay. I don't know. Apparently, it's one of them. <laughs> Shelly Harris. I have to eat my Sunday roast in a certain order. I suppose that's kind of like your thing you were saying earlier. Like, you got to eat worst of best. Yeah, I always eat Yorkshire puddings last. And stuffing last. It's the best bit. Oh, what's stuff in there? Anyway, Robbie Williams. I don't like peas and ketchup. So if I have fish bit chips and peas, I've got to eat all the peas before adding ketchup to the fish and chips. Yeah, that's odd. Why don't you put the ketchup the other side of the plate? Because peas roll, I suppose. Maybe it's... Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. There we are. <laughs> Jerry Keane. I don't mind milk on my cereal, but I ain't drinking a glass of it. Yeah, that's interesting. Say that. My mate Stefan's like that. Like the idea of drinking a glass of milk to him is so foreign. Like, very odd. But there we are. Mm. I'll give you a couple more. Claire Jones. More teasers. Nibble off the chocolate bit and then suck, then suck the balls. I'm so immature. Uh, banana sandwiches. A banana sandwich is weird. 
I, I thought that was just a thing. They're quite normal, aren't they? Yeah, I thought they were normal. She said, I used to eat an egg custard with a spoon and then leave the pastry. I don't do that now. Yeah, I don't even know why you'd have egg and custard together, to be honest with you. They're not that egg and custard. Horrible. The egg custard cakes. Yeah, yeah. egg custard. Oh, okay. Yeah, hell no. Hell no. But weirdly, I don't like egg, but I like egg custards. I, I can eat pasta just boiled with nothing on it, maybe a little bit of gr- oh. grated cheese. No, no, heathen. Fucking no. <laughs> heathen. Anyone that eats food with no, like, sauce or condiment or any, it's got to be wet. It can't be dry. It, no, awful. No, I can't do that. I get a slice of bread, rip out the middle bits, roll it into balls, and then eat it, and then just eat the crust afterwards. This is Claire still? Yeah. Is she all right? I don't think so. I can see why you're friends now. <laughs> Thanks, I think. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and last but not least, it's our good friend, Ryan Williams. And as always, he's given us quite a few. My daughter eats mashed potatoes with broccoli, bacon, cheese with a yolky egg on top. Okay. Interesting. She also eats mashed potatoes with bacon and cheese and she'll put chicken gnocchi soup with it. That's okay. quite nice, actually. I quite like that. Yeah. She has also eaten butter by itself. That, that, that. Oh, no. No. No, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I haven't made this in a while, but I used to make a cold spaghetti sandwich. It would contain cold spaghetti with meat sauce in between two buttered multigrain bread with ranch and parmesan as condiments. Okay. Just the idea of eating cold spaghetti. I'm out. Oh, no. When I'm in the mood for it, I'll mix pineapple and cranberry juice with a spritz of Sprite. That's yeah, that sounds like awful a, to me. Uh, not, not a fan myself. And I occasionally eat hard-boiled eggs with pepper and a drop of sriracha. I occasionally dip fries into sour cream also. Okay. Hard it's interesting, eggs. isn't it, how people yeah. how people eat what they eat and what they like. And I suppose, realistically, anything will go with anything in a way. Yeah. You wouldn't get chocolate on vegetables, though, would you? So no. you wouldn't get celery. No, but there's obviously there's the obvious ones. But I think there's probably quite a lot there that you go... Actually, it's just cheese and onion. Pretty much. You know, but it's it's like what sits in an actual onion or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like something like nuts. But realistically, if you if you think about it, so the whole mayonnaise and bacon thing, I was just going, hell no. But then you think, actually, mayo's just egg. Just yeah, egg white. Ryan's yeah. actually giving us a couple more here. He says, I also mix my flavours of Oreos, like mint and chocolate cream, put them together, and I've got chocolate mint. That is fucking genius. I'm down for that one, Ryan. I like that idea. He says, Peanut butter with s'mores. S'mores more of an American thing, but isn't that where you melt a marshmallow? No idea. No, no, If I have regular Oreos, I eat the vanilla cream first and then eat the cookies. I've done that before. Yep. And also, if I'm eating at a restaurant, I order last and have two or three choices from the menu because I can't order something that someone else has ordered at the table. Someone else at the table has already ordered. Rather. Well, what if you really wanted something and then someone else had it? You'd be livid. I know, I was thinking that. Get food envy when you be like, oh, I was going to have that, but they had it and now I want it because it looks amazing, but I couldn't have it. Well, you could have it because someone could I have mean, the same thing if you were. Yeah, fair play, Ryan, but just just order what you want, mate. Just have it. Yeah, have just it. eat it. Who gives a shit? Like, nothing's going to happen. That devil's not going to those three drains. Don't worry, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry to get my. my, my uh, Oh, fucking hell, I was going to say voice, but I meant breath back because I'm ready to do this big, long-winded part. Um, thank you for everyone, to everyone that participated in Jamie's Challenge. Really graciously appreciate it on the week later. Thank you so very, very much. 
If you enjoy Jamie's participation challenge, Tom's journal, Callum's teachings, all the absolute gobshite that we talk um, and the wonderful interview at the beginning of every show, and you enjoyed the other 104 inches of the Chronicles of Podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, whether that be Spotify, Apple, Google, you, you know, the usual shite, it's all there. If you put the Chronicles of Podcast in, you're going to find us. Just look for this sexy little logo here. Look at this little beauty, eh? You've got Jamie's chair, my chair, and then Callum's dog bed. Um, which is great. <laughs> uh, you can also come to our YouTube, which is where most people come down to come check us out. Uh, just type in The Chronicles of Podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you uh, become a subscriber of our, show, of our channel because it would mean everything to us. It would be huge if you could do that. So hit that subscribe button, push that bell to get notified of when new videos and interviews are released, and comment to your heart's contento. Um, so on our YouTube, you can find all of our interviews are on there. All of our shows are on there. All of our hashtag WBW way back Wednesdays are on there, which is all our shows from our previous channel. All of our bloodstock interviews from 2022 and 2023 are on there. Our bloodstock vlog is on there from last year. Our Dublin quest vlog is on there from last year. And our 2000 trees interviews 2023 are all on there as well for you to enjoy. So please come and check those bad boys out. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at the Chronicles of Podcast. Just type that little bad boy in, share it everywhere, tell all your mates about us, give us some gifts or some comments or anything like that. It'd be graciously appreciated. I seem to have lost myself. Jamie, um, mm-hmm. where else could you find us? You could find us on Ticketmaster, buying tickets to the upcoming Blackout Tour and then listening to all of their music and raiders and subscribing to Sapnin Pop. Absolutely. Or on our Twitter or X or whatever that platform is now called. Um, at TCO Pod. Uh, thinking about it though, whilst you're going and buying blackout tickets for next February and listen to all the blackout, all the Raiders, and listen to Saturn and Podcast and on our Twitter or our X, where else can you find us? I know where you won't find us walking over free drains that are next to each other because not today, Satan. Absolutely. Or on our Instagram at TCO Pod. You can find us on TikTok at TCO Pod. Jamie's put some wonderful interview uh, little clips up. Uh, today's was the one with Sam Strachan from Raised by Owls. Absolutely fantastic. And the legends shared it everywhere. It was great. So please go check that with Mr. Blobby on stage. Um, come on LinkedIn at the Chronicles of Podcast. It'd be great to have you there. Just come connect with us on there. Uh, or come on down to our absolutely unbelievably graciously incredible little website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. It is on the bottom of our tapestry, but I'm not going to pick it up. So um, just go on down to that website. Brand spanking new. It's gorgeous. It's sexy. It's beautiful. Um, it has all of our shows and all of our episodes are on there. All about us on there. All of our affiliations and sponsors are on there. Um, and our TCO pod shop as well, where you can get yourself a t-shirt or a Chronicles of Podcast hoodie. Uh, that would also be graciously appreciated. So that's all the social medias at TCO pod, and that's the YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast. Make sure you subscribe for all the latest news and interviews. And now, Jamie's got something he'd like to tell you all. He would. I would like to tell you that we're all going to say a massive thank you to a few of our friends. Every single piece of music that you hear on this show is brought to you by one man. And that one man is Mr. Music Maestro himself, Matt Roberts. Go check out all social medias at Matt Roberts Music. Go check out all of his music on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your music from. Mate, I suggest his latest single, Rat Race. It's an absolute doozy. And of course... Send him all of your love. Tell him how much you love all the music you hear on this show. And just, like I said, 
go listen to all of it. Massive thank you to Matt for everything you do for us. It means the absolute world, my friend. And of course, we have to say a massive thank you to Mr. Braden Barry and his Stay Cozy Clothing. Head on over to www.staycozyclothing.com or download the smartphone app. Over there, you'll find tons of hoodies, T-shirts, hats, mugs, vinyl records, you name it. Go get one of them. It could be that hat there that Mr. Stevens is wearing. It could be this T-shirt that I'm wearing right here. It could be anything you like. Add them to your basket and enter that discount code, The Chronicles, and get yourself 10% off your order. And of course, go support Mr. Barry of everything he's doing. Obviously, he's got his music, Say We Can Fly, which Olivia absolutely loved his cover of Running Up That Hill this week. I put it on and she turned around to me and she went, Daddy, what a tune. I was like, the fact that you just said what a tune is amazing. And you're right, kid. What a tune. Um, of course, also go check out Farlight on all social medias as well. See how you can get involved in his upcoming movie project. It looks absolutely amazing from the little teaser he's put out. Make sure you go and follow him and keeping up to date with all news for Farlight. And last but not least, we have to say a massive thank you to the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. They are stamping out prejudice, hatred, intolerance, everywhere and i mean everywhere because this is not a uk issue this is a global issue there are members of the alternative subculture all over the world and everywhere people are being treated differently because of the clothes they wear the music they listen to whatever it may be we talked to people over the summer at festivals who are still being treated differently in 2023 because of the fact they've got long hair or whatever it might be. So please head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Share that story out with the world. See what you can do to help. A massive thank you to everyone that has gone onto the My Giving Circle and has nominated the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The results have been absolutely phenomenal. They're doing another round of it. So please, if you didn't before, go vote. If you already did vote, go vote again. Why not? Let's do it. Let's get them that well-deserved grant. It'll mean the absolute world. They're currently sat in 15th place. So let's keep going. Top 10. Keep going. going. And last but not least, of course, a massive thank you to my wonderful co-host over there. Oh, stop it, you. You are way too kind. It's graciously appreciated. Jamie, another unbelievable addition in the bag. Oh, yes, sir. It's absolutely great. Sean, again, thank you so much. Uh, for coming on the show it was an absolute blast and i'm so excited to have you on further down the line in the future uh all the best with the blackout tour in february i can't wait to come and see you there all the best with the raiders shows uh, supporting finch at tram shed in in uh in november in cardiff i'm very excited about that and obviously satin in podcast is just going to all brand new heights it's just going crazy it's, it's we love to see it but as for this week we will see you all next week for the chronicles of tiktok jesus that sounds weird to say, doesn't it? Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.